Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DestroProds.com anime and manga podcast. As always, I'm your host, the Dead Man. Jump today, we have Birdie. Hello again. And Cork will not be joining us this week because of some fucking nerd shit like having a life or a job or something. I don't know. So we got a fucking pitch hitter in. It's Nico for the Comics Podcast. Kanichiwa, bitches. Hey, man, Making the crossover. That's cultural appropriation. Fucking <laughs> 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 You like that? You fucking weeb piece of shit. Let's <laughs> go back with your fucking body Cross- pillow. I'm crossing over. And we just lost half of our listeners. <laughs> specifically this is why i don't listen to the comics podcast anymore Uh, that's okay (laughs) anyway we got nico with us uh he has started getting he started getting a manga specifically a little while back and asked if he could like hey come on here at once and it took us this long I know. Well, I think the last invite I didn't make, uh, but uh, yeah, you know, happy to fill in once in a while if if needed. So uh, yeah, here I am. <laughs> Exciting. Okay then. So Nico, what have you been reading? Okay, so throwing you right the, into the fucking fire. <laughs> so the other day in preparation uh, for recording today. Uh, as, as I've talked with you guys before in the past of some for some suggestions uh, of manga as well and just from uh, stuff I've heard from people uh, I've you know been buying manga uh, some series when they come into my uh, shop that I work part-time at uh, that I've heard are popular and uh, one that I have been buying new obviously because it's been so popular with the masses is uh, uh, one punch man yeah, uh, I'm sure you guys have talked about luckily, it. Luckily, you don't have to buy that one that often because it's certainly not coming out that often. Nope, once a month maybe. Yeah, so the I would say yeah, every like two months it seems that a volume's coming out now. Like, no, I'm talking um, about a chapter. Oh, a chapter. Yeah, no, I'm so I haven't been reading it. In the, I mean, I've been reading it when they release them in the uh, paperbacks from uh, uh, Viz Media. So they're on like volume eleven now. Yes. Uh, so I know, obviously, I'm sure they're ahead on the chapters online if you're just reading, like, the Shonen Jump uh, comics that are released there. But I'm... Uh, Not as far ahead as you would like. No? Okay. Yeah, no. So uh, the- like, where does Volume 11 fucking end? I- uh, so let me just pick it up here. So Volume 11 collects... Just uh, one second. So that's up to 61. So that's punch sixty one. It says here, yeah. Dark okay, Horse. they're they're a they're a bit back. Okay, well, what are they currently up to on ninety something? Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm so I mean that's usually what they space these uh, mangas out for the release, anyways. But uh, every couple months, but so it sounds like they could be releasing more. Um, but I guess yeah, are they, no, they, they, the this series has one of the worst one of the most infamously bad release schedules outside of something that just keeps going on hiatus, like, uh, preserved. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah like, like this series, it is like when it started out, it's supposed to be like, Hey, we release like part of, we release like a new chapter every couple of weeks. And then it was like, all right, so we're going we're gonna to be releasing part of a chapter every couple of weeks. Interesting. So, so like chapters, so like releases were going for like fucking three pages. Oh shit. 
And then all, okay. of sudden, then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, yeah, we'll still get you a chapter like every month. And then it all of a sudden, it's like, hey, yeah, so like every like month and a half to three months, but you'll get a full chapter. <laughs> yeah, that's not enough, especially for something that's this popular right now, right? So, uh, yeah, so no, I wasn't aware of that. I mean, I just re- pick up these releases when they come out. Um, but I really enjoy the series, uh, which I was glad about because I, I, I picked up the first two volumes and I read those and I enjoyed it enough. Uh, but it was a little bit of a slow like start uh, in terms of where the story was going to be going. Yeah. Uh, although, yeah, although, right, so you know, I, Nico, yeah. let me ask a question. Do you understand what One Punch Man is in terms of its production? Because even by anime and manga standards, it's a little weird. I mean, to me, and yeah, correct me if I'm wrong, but because, you know, I haven't read too much into this or did any research, but I get the sense that it's pretty much like almost, almost, almost at times like a humorous, like amalgamation of oh, a no, bunch no, of, I didn't, uh, I didn't we, mean we don't the mean story structure. Oh, okay. This is, this is a professional manga artist taking a webcomic story and redrawing it. Oh, okay. No, I did not know that. So this yeah, is already a... Yep. Yeah, th- this would be like if there was somebody out there who was making like a fucking webcomic that, you know, that like in the West, and then all of a sudden Marvel announces they're going to be releasing the chapters redrawn by professional artists week to week. Oh, okay. So you're saying that there's the, uh, the actual... Um, uh, these there's, re- there's, a, there's a really shitty looking webcomic Written by ah. an artist named One, uh, not art. Written by a writer named One, who is very funny and a very good writer, but a shit shit artist. Yeah, because in these books, it's still written by him. But yeah, the artist is that you. Well, I mean, it's you, not. You, it's, you not it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's not a matter of it still being written by him. It's they took the story that he already wrote and mm. then just had a actual artist draw right. it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Every couple chapters, like uh, the one with that uh, seaweed guy, that's filler that one had written but never put into his thing. Oh, like those little backup stories that they tell? like the, Some like, backup stories and some like main chapters. Like, you remember the one where yeah. there was like a, where like A rank heroes were sent into like this fucked up neighborhood in order to try to find this monster that had been like horribly destroying the neighborhood and they discovered this weird like kelp person. And then, oh, yes. and it's like Tom yeah, just shows up and fucking rips all the kelp off of him in order, like, try to get himself to grow hair. Mm-hmm. That was written by one, but it wasn't in the original webcomic. Okay. And so, so there's, there's, yeah. And so that'll happen every once in a while, but mm-hmm. more often than not, it is a like one to one translation for chapters. Okay. Yeah, no, I know. I didn't know that actually. So, so yeah, no, it's cool. That's why I said <laughs> I don't know how much I'll add to the conversation, but f- please feel free to let me know these well, things. I uh, mean, the, 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 these background details are more just for your own edification. We were just more. No, yeah. no, no, no. Please tell me. Blind yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I'm, cause, uh, I, so it's kind of different for each of us. Like Dead Man came in with the web comic, then. Or did you read the use? Did you read the one one web comic before you started reading the use Murata manga, or did you no, do it just, the other way around? No, I, no, I am I am Murata. Oh, yeah, I I came in okay. on Murata and then found out about the web comic afterwards, and then began reading that once I finished up with the Murata version. Yeah, see, I tried the one mon- web comic first, hmm. and I was like, "What the hell am I looking at?" <laughs> then I yeah. read. Then I watched the anime. Went back and re- and read the Murata version, 
And I occasionally now look at the one comic just to see where they might be going plot-wise, but I prefer to read Murata because it's not chicken scratch. Mm-hmm. Which, which would make sense, and I don't know if this is on purpose, but I felt like early in the series, um, like when they show actual One Punch Man, he's so drawn, like minimalist, like he's, like, it's very well, okay, simple, yeah, like his they, drawing. They have, and then, uh, yeah. Sorry, I was the, the anime uh -oh. kind of makes fun of this, where for comedic scenes they use the art style that was present in one's web comic, but for the serious stuff they use Yusuke Murata's mm. art style in Murata the anime, and I think some of that's in the manga, but not as much. Yeah, Murata mm. does that too, but mostly with Saitama, like when like when it has like everybody else is drawn in like just this fucking gorgeous Murata ass artwork, but mm. and but when Saitama is just like essentially picking his nose that's basically one and i just sent mm -hmm. a image that kind of compares uh ah, compares the final okay, punch against yes, the sea king that. against the final against, yeah. the final punch against the sea king in Murata and one and see that yeah that wow his art is really bad compared to that it's like so but that's the thing that's what i liked about it because i felt that whenever things got serious or it amped up in terms of the fighting the art style shifted into a much better art style and that's why i didn't know if that like if that was on purpose or not so that oh, makes absolutely. a lot more sense now. that makes a lot more sense you guys explain that because that's actually one of the things i was going to comment on was the art and how it kind of it, it, it kind of went back and forth in terms of quality and detail and uh and yeah no i really but i really like it overall like i said i read the first two volumes and i'm i'm glad that i liked it because after that i read the first two and it was kind of a like a slow simple start um it kind of i kept buying them and i didn't read any of them until i read <laughs> maybe the first i read the first five again uh, I mean, I read the first two and the three more about a month or so ago, and then in preparation of the show, I I read the other volume six to eleven uh, in the yeah. mangas that they've released, and uh, yeah, I really I really love the series. It's a lot of fun. It's funny. It's got humor. Uh, it's okay, well, speaking, speaking yeah. of jokes of the series, um, yeah. are you familiar with uh, Fist of the North Star? No, no, okay, I'm not because um, it, it's a it's a popular uh, sort of classic ultra violent action anime from the 80s and mm -hmm. you know the character king yes from one, okay he's the one modeled, that's uh not really an actual hero yeah like yeah. He's, he's modeled yeah. to look like the hero from fist of the north star super muscly uh, and intense okay. right but they just make a joke out of the fact that the only reason he's considered a superhero is he takes credit for everything that saitama does Okay. Kind yeah. Of by accident. Yeah. Just by coincidence. Well, that, just oh god, I, I lived through this. What's happening? Oh hey, he defeated the monster. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what I was also going to ask you guys. Because I I don't know this for a fact, but I felt that this series is almost like a humorous amalgamation of a bunch of different other mangas of like the way characters are kind of represented in in it. Well, is, yeah, because it's right. It's it's basically the the writer is very much a satirist. Mm. And both this and his other series, um, uh, Mob Psycho 100, yeah, Mob Psycho 100, are designed to sort of pick apart the tropes of the genre. Mm. The only difference being that uh, when Mob Psycho 100 was adapted to an anime, they used one's original drawings, which resulted in a weird stylistic backlash that worked, mm. but is nowhere near as gorgeous as the anime they adapted from Murata's drawings for One Punch Man. So they like they they just kind of make fun of pretty much everything related to superhero franchises where 
most of the big heroes are just interested in keeping their positions because they make money and they don't really care about anyone. And Saitama, who by all accounts should be the best and most beloved superhero given his mindset and his abilities, everyone hates because they think he's an asshole and he's worthless. Right. And that he's a fraud. Well, yeah, but he's just like so like simple. Well, not even simple, like humble. Like he doesn't, he's kind of almost like a slacker. Like he almost doesn't care about like going up the ranks and he just kind of does just by doing what he wants to do. Well, he does only when the fact that his, uh, his, uh, unwanted apprentice is already S right. rank and Genos. beloved amongst women. So yeah, that's, is that the Genos guy? That yep. you, yeah, Genos. The, yeah, Genos? Okay, yeah. So His name is derived I, uh, from genocide. Okay. But that's the thing. That's why I, I like about the series, because they don't spend so much time even explaining. It's not like they, people with the different powers are showing up and they're like, this is why he's powerful like this, or this is why he's a robot, or this is why this guy's like a demon. Like, there's just monsters popping up in different sectors. And, and that's what I really love about it is now learning about all the different classes of heroes that they have and like how each one of them ranks and how they, and just the names are really f- fucking hilarious. Like these like tank top bros or whatever they come out. Like yeah, the, the tank top. Yeah. tank top guy yeah like i just things like that that make me laugh and it's just like all big like juice bag like big muscly guys <laughs> and just like and like you know then you got like uh you know somebody like one punch man bald cape they call them. yeah <laughs> like, cape baldy like that and actually yeah that's it <laughs> you're talking about amalgamation of anime earlier uh one punch man right. is actually like his, his whole design is actually ripped off and even his name is kind of taken from this other character called one Panman. Who, okay. Who like is from, this? Who, yeah. is, who is this tiny bald guy in a red jumpsuit with yellow highlights on it? Okay, interesting. Yeah, because there was a dude that that is in. Because you know how they go to this tournament, like kind of basically just ripped right out of like a fucking early Dragon Ball like episode, like where he wears the wig. Like I was like, what the hell's going on here? And there's a there's a guy that that's what he reminded me of, anyways, when he goes and impersonates another fighter, and then yeah. there's. There's like um there's a guy that looks kind of like Astro Boy like in the face like you know what I mean like yeah. things, things like that things like that happen and and that's why I was reading it even though I don't know like a lot of probably the references that are happening I knew it somehow had to be connected to just like other like what's is what is what they just call the fighting mangas like shonen mangas or what what's the one where they they call like for fighting mangas is just a fighting manga. like, probably yeah like the, okay. the fighting manga is more specific but shonen is just a sort of generally considered like early teen okay male driven yeah yeah shonen series. shonen's a demographic okay yeah, but I, I really like it. Like I said, um, I, I I mean you guys mentioned uh, Birdie, you mentioned King. I thought that. I thought one of the funny parts was when they he caught him buying the romance game in the uh, in the <laughs> in the video game store, and then everyone thinks that you know he's a big deal and they're afraid of him because he's got that scar on his face. And then he kind of just follows him to his home. He's like, "Hey, why'd you run away from this fight?" <laughs> like he just and they just become buddies, and he just like pops in every once in a while. And then there's that um this Blizzard chick was her name, I think Blizzard, right? Yeah, Fubuki. That, that, right, and um and how she kind of tries to like force him to join like a team of b-class uh 
of heroes because she thinks that he's going to surpass them, obviously. And yeah, it's just a really, a lot of interesting, like as soon as they started expanding into all the different classes and all these like random characters showing up and they kind of started fleshing out the world. I think the story got a lot, a lot stronger from just a simple premise of beating up monsters and beating up each other. And, and, uh, but that's the fun in it. I really, yeah, I really enjoy the the, uh, series. So I'm definitely on board. And that's uh, what I was actually wondering about with, um, yeah, like you have you you obviously have a lot more experience with like Western Western superhero comics. Yeah, and so I, I so I actually was interested in hearing your opinion about like this more Japanese style where it is like privatized and being a superhero is like a job. Mm. And and it's no, all like and it's it. all like a lot more about it's, it's all more about um like making the like the heroes making themselves look better in the public eye by doing superhero stuff and not actually caring about it. Hmm. Like how it compares to like heroes, like in like yeah, yeah. yeah like I was wondering, I was wondering like how, yeah. what you would think of like this kind of like com- like comparing like comparing mm-hmm. these two, like wondering what you wondering what you would think of it. I, I like it. I mean, I mean, it's it's obviously two different things. I mean, it's a lot. The set, I think it's mainly set up, like the way they address everything and how they break everything down. I I, I just I just really like. Like there's like a council and like there's like a head of the council who tells them about like big threats. Like I like how there's different monster threats, like the tiger and what is it, demon and wolf and yeah, all that. Yeah, kind I, think, of yeah stuff. I think it like is a uh, wolf, tiger, demon, dragon, god. Okay, yeah, like I, I like all that kind of stuff. Like I like how they break everything down and and uh, and like so it, it feels like a much bigger world in that sense and way more complicated. Like. It, it's it's very one it, it it's very different than most kind of long standing like ongoing comics for fucking seventy years you know what I mean it's not like the the X Men where there's like there's like eight hundred characters and there's no rhyme or reason as to why everybody's out there and doing what they do at least in this world you get a sense of like they you know what I mean like their purpose and they they have sectors and they have like kind of you know what I mean like yeah. I, I like. I like how it's all set up, and I might have maybe having a hard time explaining it, but it it definitely is different. But I I definitely dig like what they're doing in in the the One Punch Man manga uh, in comparison. So so yeah, it's it's I'm looking forward to watching the uh, anime now. I'm gonna now that I'm all caught up, I'm gonna I definitely watch the uh, the show because it, if it's half as good as this has been uh, and fun, then I think it'll be a good time. I don't think it is as good, but I do think it is. It's as good an adaptation as they could make it with the level of art they were working with. Okay, right. Just, yeah, from the original. No, 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 no. I'm talking about um, I'm talking about from Yusuke. Like, oh, okay. Like, like, like when they announced yeah. that, my thing going into it was this can never look as good as the manga does. Mm. Because they just don't have the budget. I I also feel that I'm glad how much I enjoyed it due to the fact that. Something that's this popular right now, uh, I would think, like something I like. Oh, for instance, I tried reading Attack on Titan. I did not enjoy it. I thought the art was horrible. Yep. Um, I I, I, well, I can one I, the art. Okay, one the art gets better, but two the story's it? not okay. worth it. The story's not worth it. So you saved yourself. Yeah, it's like, good, it's good up to a point, and then like it, it shamalons itself. Oh really? Okay. Like I can understand like, literally Shyamalan's itself. Like you could pick <laughs> the movie. Like oh, that's the Shyamalan twist you used. Yeah. Mm. Or oh, <laughs> that bad. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, I tried that out, and I read the first few volumes, and it was just the art. I thought it was okay. It was one of those things that got hyped up so much, like like this. Yeah, yeah I've, that, I'm increasingly getting worried about hype in general. Mm. Yeah, because sometimes you walk into something, and, and it's you, you you have such big expectations. And and this, I didn't really know what to expect of this, and it kind of... Like like the way it kind of started out and where it is now, like I've I've really enjoyed like the growth of the story. Like it's it's very simple still, but yet it's it's very fun and like it, like it, Attack on Titan was just like so depressing and like fucking like, it's <laughs> like I don't know. I, I like I said I didn't I wasn't in love with the art, but not to make not to talk about Attack on Titan, but it, like I said in, in comparison to something that's so popular, um, I was really glad that this turned out to be as enjoyable as it, it was because I was really let down by that one. So, yeah. So I, I yeah. I, um, so is there more than one season of the show or there's is probably it, going to be, they, uh, they've they, announced yeah. it, but the, the release date keeps changing. Yeah. Just the first season is available now, but they have confirmed a second season is in the works. Yeah. And it, and it is good to not let hype bury you, particularly from fans, Nico, because if you believed hype, SA uh, Sword Art Online would be the greatest anime of all time. <laughs> and uh, Psychopaths would know. be a mesmerizing and fucking cerebral take on the future. You don't want me to go off on that. That's another <laughs> 30 minutes. <laughs> and I just realized no, that I... cerebral is kind of a double joke. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I uh, I really like I said I really enjoyed it and uh, I I mean I assume that you guys are both fans obviously the way oh, you're yeah. talking about yeah mm -hmm. just yeah. annoyed with how slow bad the production schedule is yeah no I mean that's, that's I mean if that slows the releases in the actual uh, mangas that I pick up too I'll be disappointed as well because I think that it's already I think been I, they're obviously trying to stagger them because I think it's already been a couple months since the last volume of volume 11 so um yeah yeah okay anything else you got yeah uh yeah i can uh, i also read uh just want to burn through them all here uh i read the first four volumes again this is one that i picked up uh previous uh i, I have i think about the first eight volumes of it and i, I read the first maybe volume and then i haven't picked it up again since i've read the first four volumes of uh full metal alchemist ah. uh so i know so you're heard... just at the part where everything sucks <laughs> <laughs> so, so not a fan i'm guessing <laughs> no, no no i don't mean that in the sense that it's a bad and i just means that for the characters everything sucks yeah oh, everything's yeah. on fire yeah. fucking that girl got turned into a dog man oh okay so <laughs> that was the that, part no was that freaks everyone out yes, it's okay yes. Nico. You, that don't worry thank, out. thank you I, uh, you actually you zeroed right in on the thing i wanted to mostly mention out of these first four volumes so this happens in the second volume of the of the manga that was fucked up man like i i was like it kind of took a huge turn for the worse because up to that point you don't get oh, the believe sense. me if you think that's as bad as it gets motherfucker <laughs> you don't know <laughs> Oh, you know, that's that makes me happy, but at the same time, makes me freaked out. No, because like Dirk's like that, like sometimes reading it is 
it, like I enjoy it, but like I was so not expecting that from this book. Like it didn't start out like a dark book like that. Like, like I get it. His mother died. It's pretty, you know, uh, morbid. So, like, seriously, like Nico, you, you yeah, that's bad. My first exposure to that was watching the original anime and hearing that dog talk. Oh, oh god, same. Yeah, same here. yeah. So basically, yeah, the chimera is what they call it. <laughs> that. Kinda. That. Uh, so basically, yeah, chimera. So basically, chimera. Oh, sorry. It's not a, it's not a latte. <laughs> latte dog man. Yeah, so basically that alchemist... Just, have you come to play and then you see a venti Starbucks coffee? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it was so fucking freaky. And then you... And then... But even just the illustration of it kind of like bowing its head after that guy comes Scar and he kills the... Um, he kills her. Yeah. Well. Well. He kills the this the alchemist first because. Oh, what yeah. Because I mean, naturally, that guy hates alchemists. Right. That's what and Scar then, do. Right. And then and then basically he um, sees the chimera and he's like, oh, that you know, poor, like poor you. Like we can't we can't uh, tra- transform you back now to a human form. I'll just put you out of your misery. And then he kills her. And I'm just like, oh my god. Like what is this? Yeah. <laughs> just because it just it just took a dark turn and like the illustration was very eerie looking and like, it was just, I don't know. Like I was not expecting that from that second volume just because it didn't seem like a manga like that. And then as soon as that happened, I'm like, Oh, so this is going to get dark at times. I was like, cause that's, it was pretty fucked at up times. Hiroma, yeah, like Hiroma Arakawa is a really great artist who has this really, this like real cutesy art style and is an artist who is able to, Keep that style, but go the fucking go the fucking so extra mile for that shit. Just, into an organ. Mm-hmm. just like there's a reason that the leader of this land is called a Führer, right? Yeah, and, and then there's and it's not as literal as in the anime. But, well, uh, okay, so... It, oh, about the anime, I've heard a little bit about the anime as well. I've heard the one to watch is The Brotherhood because it closely follows... Uh, I'm gone. But I've okay, heard both here's the, here's, here's the weird thing. Yes, technically both are good, but if I had to suggest a way to watch it, watch the first 26 or so episodes of the first series, then go to Brotherhood, skip the first 12... And then just go from there because that basically you get the best versions of the story Arakawa wrote, and you don't get any of the weird bullshit from the second half of the first right. series or the we're trying to wrap this up as fast as possible well, from the first part of the second series. Well, well, that that I did hear the reason for that was because they're only like halfway done the series when the show was on there, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's not they, the case of that. They, and then yeah, they, they didn't know ending. they didn't know what a homunculus was. They didn't know what the fuck was going on with Alphonse, so they just fucking made up whatever so bullshit they, went, they wanted. Fuck it. They went fuck it portal to Nazi Germany. Yeah, literally. Okay, <laughs> literally. Yeah, I heard it ended in Germany. Yeah, that's what I. <laughs> that's <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, um, these first four, four volumes though, it's kind of a. It was kind of a slow burn. It definitely is not as like it. They don't read as fast these volumes as like something let's say uh, uh, like One Punch Man did. No, no. See, the, see, the difference there is. Full Metal Alchemist is more of a seinen series, which the difference between seinen and shonen is just kind of the age it's aiming for. Where Full Metal Alchemist is aiming more for like late teen, early twenties, whereas the shonen series is more the early teens. 
Okay. Straight so up that'd... action series. So this is more drama than action, but believe me, if you think there's no action in this, oh my god, you are gonna love later volumes. Oh. Okay. Well, like I said, I read when I read the first four. Like, the Fuhrer fights a tank. <laughs> oh, really? I, I I enjoyed these With first the sword. <laughs> I, I I enjoy these. I'm definitely going to continue with the series now. Like I, I I'm looking forward to reading the next four as well. But I uh, and then I heard that either in the fifth or sixth volume because I was kind of just like looking through the info about it online. I heard something about um, you fight. Like there's a comment that he makes uh, earlier. The um, what's his name again? The Eldrick brothers. What's the um, the fir- the the main guy's name? The Edward? Metal Alchemist. Edward. Ed- yes, Edward. And not Alphonse, yeah. So he he makes a comment about how um, they've already been through hell. And then I heard, like, later on, you find out, like, something about their father, and there's some really fucked up shit that happened to them as a ch- as children yeah, prior yeah, to. Yeah, like, there, there's, a re- there's, there's a reason yeah. <laughs> the brothers are the way they are. Right. Yes. Don't spoil it for me, not because I'm really interested. Now. Oh, I, I won't. Just, I will not. I, yeah. Yeah. In fact, I, I guess it, it, it shows how much of a noob you are from anime and manga sure. that you have managed to avoid FMA spoilers for over a decade. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. kind of insane. Yeah, no, it's it's well, yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I I was I was always aware of it, but I've never actually dipped my toe into uh, watching any of the uh, anime or, or re- reading the manga. So I'm I'm excited to finally. Now that's obviously all done. Uh, read all this now. So um, again, I think that the the interesting part about this story, the more deeper it's gone so far, is obviously like I just mentioned the dark turns, but also the fact that there's like a lot of um, a- analyzing between like religion and like kind of what's right and wrong in terms of the alchemists being able to basically play God. And, and a lot of the things that they do and and how there's different alchemists and uh, like state alchemists and and, uh, and you're, you're slowly meeting them all um, that's all very interesting to me so far and there's also that uh, the other fucked up part that happened in the four volumes that I read was how um, there's that weird gluttony character that just kind of runs around and tries to like eat yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> have you so you're gonna learn what he is and that okay. he's not the only one of his kind. Okay. And he's actually probably one of the least screwy versions of what he is. Yeah, well there's another shapeshifter person that's part of their group too. Like mm-hmm. she kinda yeah. like she can shapeshift and kind of okay, like so you know their names, right? Uh well I know there's the gluttony guy like who, the main main characters or the, the those well, three? The, the the ones you're talking about. Gluttony. Yeah. I don't know them off by uh, uh Yeah, well off. yes you do, because it's the seven deadly sins. Oh yeah. okay. So it's mm-hmm. um it's one of Gluttony, the- lust, envy, pride, wrath, sloth, and greed. Mm. Okay, yeah. So this one's lust and envy so far that yeah. you get introduced to. And yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, You're gonna meet and greed so yeah, soon. So- he is a and he is important. <laughs> okay, and then there's and then there's the scar guy who's um, yeah. was it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the who basically uses. The alchemy, but is against it. Like he's like his people they were explain like, that. I, again. It's yeah. a backstory so thing. It's like we need to exp- yeah. you you need to read it yourself. If we explain it, it'll make sense, but it won't have the same impact. Yeah, they slightly touched on it 
and they kind of like mentioned how like basically in this last volume that I read, he made it to a town after getting injured by gluttony being chased, like chasing him. And, and there's all these like um, people that said, Oh yes, we have a whole bunch of your people here, people that have survived over time. And, and they're basically taking salvation here. And, uh, and yeah, you people were like an oppressed people, all this kind of stuff. There's obviously, like you said, with the Germany and the Nazis, there's definitely like a little bit of that kind of stuff going on in this as well. Right. And, uh, and the armies in it. And I get, I get all that. And it's, it's really interesting, uh, so far, but that, but that, that's what I meant. Like it, in the sense that it's more of a slow burn compared to like a punching, uh, fighting calm like like one punch man was like um compared to this it's just much different right um in that sense but i like both um but yeah the other fucked up part was the um that guy there's a, a dude that used to be a butcher and he used to kill people like but he used to start butchering people and and he's now in a yeah empty and, suit of armor like yeah, alphonse yes and then he makes alphonse I, like he fucks I, with his head this, this is going to weird you out, but he becomes comedy relief. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> that is weird. Because cause even that part was kind of like, all of a sudden he's just like fighting him and it's, you know, it's whatever. It is what it is. It's it's still fun. And then he's, and then, and then he kind of like, and then he's just like, how about my dark backstory where I used to kill people as a murderer and I was a butcher and then I butchered people and I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, as soon as, like, I think, like, everything's just, like, hunky-dory, it takes, like, a weird dark turn. <laughs> and, and, like, I really am enjoying that because I'm not expecting any any time this happens and if it, it continues to be like this, um, like you guys said, that's pretty cool that they're going to do that. So, um, yep. and then I like how he, he basically said, yeah, he fucked with Alphonse's head saying like, how do you know that your brother didn't just put these thoughts in your head and he made you and, and basically like, you know, when you died, he didn't like, he didn't put these feelings and like your soul and your body and basically make up this whole story about your past. And, and like, and it kind of like fucked with his head for like a while after that. So yeah, yeah a lot of people fuck with Alphonse's head with the idea that he what he thinks is his soul might not be real. Yeah, because he has he has not the his whole nature of his character is that he has no physical means of confirming what he thinks is real, other mm. than he sees basically, and yeah, he's being told he's human, but all he knows he is he sees an empty suit of armor that puts cats in his suit. <laughs> yeah, naturally, he, he he keeps finding cats and putting them in there. He also <laughs> he also finds a panda later. <laughs> yeah, that, see, that's the thing. Even within uh, this book, uh, I think something that's d- difficult to do. They do find the humor in a lot of these little scenes in between the uh, story as well, like which I've uh, appreciated. Like I think every manga I've read, at least, or not everyone, but s- some need humor like most needs a little bit of humor now and then even in it as long as it's not too i think that's a problem a lot of people had with um the second half of the original anime series that it went you can tell from just from the beginning that it is a dark series but the second half which goes off manga script goes so dark Mm. and so messed up with what they're talking about that it never lightens up even Uh like its ending is so bittersweet and it even has a movie which could potentially change things, but reinforces the bittersweet ending of the, Mm. from the original series. And 
it just gets weirder and weirder. So, should I should I finish reading the manga the whole way yes, through? Yes, yes, check it yes out definitely. Anime? Okay, okay, I'm definitely gonna do that then because yeah. I like I said like you guys are making me uh, more excited now to get to the rest of the series because yeah, uh, there's yeah. There, are, I mean, I like I said, don't always believe the hype. There are some series that are worth the hype. FMA is one of them. Okay, absolutely. Mm. But yeah. then again, some stuff that's worth the hype is not for everyone. Like Berserk is not for everyone. Oh no! If fucking <laughs> if if Attack on Titan turned you off because it was too depressing, mm. stay away from Berserk. <laughs> Well, I, I, I have I didn't read it in time for the show, but I have the first four volumes of that as well. So, yeah. Well, that, that's the thing. I'm not. And that's one... the happy part. Dan. Yeah, that, that's the happy part. That's before things I, get wrong. I'm uh, I, I'm not against like dark stories and like depressing shit. It just it really just has to be oh. of, a certain, of certain quality, though. In terms, if you of... like Berserk enough to get through the first story arc, and you are not thoroughly depressed by the ending, I will be shocked. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Like, this is well, something I I'm into, and if you have ever listened to one of these anime podcasts, you know I'm into the fucked up shit. And, and Berserk's too much for you? Or? No, 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 no he, he enjoys oh, The he only thing it. he doesn't like about it is the annoying fucking fairy. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, uh, Just, it is so out I of mean, place, and, like, I understand that it is there so that the artist doesn't fucking kill himself. Well, that well, that's another series. Like you guys were talking about the slow release, right? That the artist. Oh, that like, one's been running for thirty for twenty seven. Right. Yeah, right. It, it keeps and, like, going on hiatus. Like, every three years, like yeah, every three years or something, he'll put out like a new volume, right? So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, um, I was just yeah. up. The next volume of One Punch Man goes on sale this September. Ah. Uh. Really? Yep. And <laughs> that's yep. number twelve. Oh, yeah, volume volume twelve comes out this uh, this uh, September, and volume thirteen hasn't even been released in Japan yet. So you know it's fucking my schedule. I see. I just see, I should have burned through them like that. <laughs> I was just like I I got that's, so excited. I was that's like, the oh, problem I gotta... with One Punch Man because yeah. that's what that's why the schedule annoys the fuck out of everyone because it's. Yeah. It's written in such a way that you kind of want to read it fast paced and flip through it, sure. but the release schedule is not conducive to that. Yeah, well, well, that well, that's what. That's, Once you well, pop, I mean, the punch the don't stop. <laughs> that's what I meant. Like the Full Metal Alchemist, like it took me a couple days to like sit and read through those four volumes, but like the One Punch Man, I, I, I honestly burned through like six volumes within like a day or something, and I was just. I, and and because I, I got excited because when I, I spoke to Dead Man about coming on, I was like, oh, nice. I got this whole huge stack of One Punch Man. I'll just go through that. And now, and now that you're telling me it's slow release, I'm like, no. Like, 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 but here's, not the, here's the big problem with the slow release. The last 10 or 15 chapters have been a side tournament arc that has no bearing on the plot whatsoever. Nope, oh, that's is, still happening? Is, in yeah, the, yep, oh, okay. the, yep, the chapters have been like like 70% this fucking fighting tournament and yeah. then 30% the monster association arc with like the metal bat guy and uh and uh, everybody kind of just walking around oh because this big level threat is going to attack the uh yeah. that they're all well, expecting. Okay, have you met um so you uh, you've read enough that you've met um the S rank uh martial yep. arts hero, right? Bang. Yeah. And yes. So yeah, have you the met old, his the old geezer? Yeah. yeah. Have you met his? <laughs> have you met his students? Yes, the one that's like uh, they think he's like a demon who's running around. Yeah. Uh, Dara. Yeah. He's, 
Yeah, he's that's a problem. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's whooping everybody's ass right now. Like, he's he's just basically meeting that... Well, at least where I'm at, he he's meeting that kid in the park, and he's, like, looking at his book about where all the hotspots are for these heroes popping up, and he's going out there and just, like meeting them and like you know beating the shit out of them and they're they, right now there's like a whole bunch of them inside the hospital okay like, the hero hunt is still guy. happening yeah so that's 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 going on while one punch man has now left that situation from seeing them in the hospital and has entered the tournament as acting as that um his uh Toronto. his that's right who was used to be his uh also his teammate in the gym that that um that old it guy. Is, yeah, it, it is Bang's and, only remaining student after Bang's, Garo beat the it. shit of everybody else. Right, right. And then you find out that Garo apparently had also dressed up in the tournament and pretended to be somebody else previously, and that's why there's a big ruling on. Yeah, no, it's all interesting stuff that's going on. Like, like, but that's what I mean. Like, it so reminds me of like the like the original like Dragon Ball or like even when Dragon Ball Z is like, oh, world tournament time, and I was like, what the hell? Like, it just seemed weird to me all of a sudden how they kind of went from. Him being a hero, like he even says, like they even say in that scene where he's talking to other martial artists in the tournament, they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, some people they think that this, like, they've left and become heroes since, but this is where the real fighting is, you know, like things like that." Yeah, this, and, this like, is the fucking Tenkaichi Budokai tournament, motherfuckers. Right, but meanwhile, One Punch Man, like, like I understand what he's doing there, but it just, it's, it just was such a, a diversion from the, from the actual, um the actual store main storyline that was going on. Like I thought that like, that six month level threat thing was going to be like the main story, but now yeah. they've, and they've also, separated them, also right? this whole thing is filler. One wrote this for the, for the, uh, Murata manga, but in the, but in the, his original webcomic, there is none of this. Oh, the tournament stuff. Nope. None at all. It is like a gar, like, like goes and fights a bunch of heroes. Then bang and his brother go and fight him. And then the monster association arc kicks off. Which is what's happening in the background oh. of this tournament. Right. Huh. That's interesting. Okay. Well, no, it's not, and that's the point. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, no. that's the problem. <laughs> no, I think it's interesting that they chose to do that though. Like, why would they put this story in the manga? Uh, like, same same like, kind of way that, he, same kind of reason that they put filler arc in anime is that they don't want the they don't want the adaptation to overtake the source material. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, they don't want this other storyline to go stale. Like, you know what I mean? Like, is that is that part of no, it? No, no, it's like, like no, it's like if if they hadn't if they hadn't done if they hadn't had this arc, then then um the Murata version would be caught up and maybe even going past where the one version oh, is. Oh, okay, no, no, I get what you mean. Yes, okay, and so and so for for situations like this as well, like in. In, in kind of a similar situation with like manga and anime, there needs to be a buffer. Mm. There needs to be a buffer of like one or two arcs, so that so that so that like the people who are making the manga originally, they won't get their story overtaken. They can still tell a story they want to tell, and so the and so the anime will be able to tell that story without affecting the sales or anything else. It, it's a whole business thing. Oh, okay. So there is a reason for it, essentially. Yeah. Actually, yeah. if, you want, if you want a recommendation, Bakuman is actually really cool. It's a really interesting thing, like a look at like yeah. the manga industry from the view of manga creators. It's it's uh, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I actually um, you had talked about this previously when we were talking. I think on the comics 
podcast, maybe before recording or something like that. And uh, the whole 20 volume series got uh, sold and I picked it up on the cheap at my store. So I've actually read the first two volumes. I have all the volumes right now. Yeah, well, because Bakuman is just so weird narratively to me because the guy who made Death Note is like, Death fuck Note, it, yeah. let me make a manga about making manga. Right. Yeah, both and I've the read the first like two that. volumes. Yeah, I read the first two volumes. I really like that series as well because I like learning about the craft and stuff. And because yeah, totally. I don't know as much about about manga, like I know I'm surprised they haven't done like you know what I mean. But I don't think it would work in the same sense for the comics medium. But like I I know a certain amount of like how comics work, but in manga it's it seems like with the shonen um like uh, jump and all that like even him like entering the competition with a bunch of different artists and trying to get his work out there in the in the earlier couple of volumes that i read and then like his grandfather's studio and all that like and how they talk about the different materials that they use to draw and how all uh, the artists had all these backup artists and all all this kind of stuff's very interesting to me like the craft of it right so oh, yeah, i am enjoying and it that is, and it's, it's, something, yeah. it's something that works in the manga world because like i don't i don't i don't, I don't really think it would work in like the comics thing of it because this is a story that makes itself because it is in the medium that it's in. Like, so much of manga stories, especially, like, the shonen stuff, is explanation. Like, explaining how this technique mm-hmm. works, explaining this, explaining that. Meanwhile, in fucking, like, the comics, it is, like, hey, how'd you do that? I just fucking did it. Like, like, like right. you're not, you know, there's not, not, there's not going to be, like, an issue in the middle of a fucking big storyline in a comic book where they just fucking sit down and explain for 12 pages about how Iron Man built that new suit of armor. Mm. Meanwhile, that's pretty much yeah. the bread and butter of what fucking this is, and, and so and so having so having like that style of storytelling with like this level of detail, it it really works. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I like the series so far. I, I, I like I said it so much that I ended up picking up all all like twenty volumes. <laughs> I have the whole series right now. So as you can tell, I got a stack of uh, other manga to get to uh, over the next little while. So. Um, I also picked up all the Junji Ito's uh, stuff. Uh, I picked up Uzumaki. I picked up I picked up I picked up Tomi, and I picked up uh, Gyo. Do you want to tell them about Gyo? Oh, do I? Are you ready to watch fat bloated corpses get hoses shoved up their butthole so they can become robot crabs? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> Because the whole, do you know what the pr- the premise of Gyo is? Evil fish with legs. Yep. Oh, really? <laughs> yep, evil fish with legs. There's a, there's that a, there's fart a scene out of poisonous where toxin. There's a scene where people are being chased by a shark with legs on the highway. Yep. Mm. Sorry to interrupt my my recording over here. It keeps getting fucked up. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. I don't know so, what, uh, what I should do. Okay, well, this is going to be a fucking Master Mix night. Sorry. Fuck. Uh, yeah, I didn't even notice it stopped halfway through. What the fuck? Are you using GarageBand still? Still, yes. Damn I, it, I, I downloaded the other one. <laughs> I got to set it up. Sorry, guys. Uh, okay. Well, can you still pull what you have from your two? Or should I just restart this and delete this one? I uh, fuck it. We'll just 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 start it up again. We'll keep it going. Okay, hold on. Oh no, the people at home are peeking behind the curtain. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, so basically, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I read for the most part. I also read the a disappointing first volume of uh, uh, Kiri Toriyama's original uh, first manga, or first popular one, Dr. Slump. <laughs> Which was very pervy, like you would expect from what it... <laughs> Dr. Slump doesn't do anything for me. And the only reason I know it exists is because there's a bit in Dragon Ball Super where Vegeta figures out that Dr. Slump's powers come from slapstick comedy anime rules. So he has to work through them to beat her. I... Mm-hmm. Did not even know that Dr. Slump was a thing. I had seen that character around in a bunch of different fucking anime video games. And I was like, who the fuck is that? No, it's a real thing. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a that's a, a Kira Toriyama character that no one gives a shit about. <laughs> the Alex yeah. Kidd of Akira Toriyama. It wasn't... Uh, yeah, I know. It was very disappointing. <laughs> I did not like it that well, much. Well, so. not everything can be Dragon Ball. Nope. No, <laughs> it cannot, as evidenced by this. So I tried that out. Like I said, I didn't love it. Um, so I don't know if I'll continue to pursue that. But, uh, but yeah. Okay then. So, Birdie. All right. Well, um, let's give Nico a little taste of something a little weirder, Dead Man, because I revisited this for my own lack of sanity. Um, you remember Boogie Pop Phantom, don't you? Fuck you. Why? <laughs> Why? 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 <laughs> because it holds a special place in my heart as something where I have no reaction but what the fuck. Ah, uh, ah, uh, 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 God. My spine feels weird. Oh, that old feeling coming back, dead man. So you'll be getting the fevers. Yeah, I'm getting a case of the vapors. Oh God, fucking! <laughs> the gears have begun moving again as I as my mind is like instinctually trying to piece together that fucking timeline. <clears throat> okay. And the on, the um, only thing the only thing in my head that makes sense the only thing in my head that I've actually been able to fucking like concretely say is that episode two happens before episode one. Is this like a very convoluted series or? Oh, oh, honey. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing about this series, Nico. Um, This came out in the late 90s and it's it was adapted by a studio that makes pretty good anime, Madhouse. And they've made stuff like One Punch Man, Black Lagoon. So oh, yeah. it's really good. I know Black Lagoon. Yeah. Yeah. And this looks like ass. Ass. <laughs> I'm looking at some of the pictures right now as you're talking. <laughs> it is so fucking generic and nondescript in everything. And there's this weird fucking Vaseline filter over it all. Yeah. It re- it's weird that the animated series looks like someone to put like some sort of fog over the camera. So everything looks blurry. I was going to, yeah, I was going to say, I'm looking at the pictures right now. We're back everybody. Sorry about that. Ah, uh, so. Oh, yeah. 
So, uh, through the anime club, there's a couple of anime I've subjected Dead Man to that he has not forgiven me for, for different reasons. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! GX for being mind-numbingly inane. Uh, Full Metal Panic for being tone-deaf and, to him, unfunny. And this, for just causing his brain to melt. Yeah, you know, we talk about comics on the comics podcast app, and every once in a while I will say that, like, like as I'm thinking about something, I feel something in my brain move. <laughs> yeah. That Not was this entire this show. <laughs> Just beginning to end, it was baffling and, like, really poorly paced and animated and everything. I didn't care enough to figure it out, but it was so insane that I needed to. It was like a fucking Sisyphean challenge for me. <laughs> yeah, okay, so let me try to explain the premise, at least, to Nico. Good luck, um, dude. <laughs> okay. So there was this weird event where I guess the digital world merged with the human world, and <laughs> these beings made of electricity start influencing our reality one of which being the titular boogie pop phantom who looks like a final fantasy character and is chasing around someone who is dressed like her but is not the boogie pop phantom is someone called manticore and manticore is laying eggs in the sewers to drive people towards her to feed her through electricity. Also, and, small correction, I think Boogie Pop existed before the event at the school happened because they were talking about her in the right, episode yeah, no, before Boogie that Pop happened. Existed be- Boogie Pop existed before, but then the event happened and she was fragmented. Yeah, that's I what made Manicore. And there's this little kid running around giving people red balloons that steals their childhood <laughs> and makes them commit suicide at some point, I think. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> so it sounds pretty simple. He's dressed like a Pied Piper. He throws butterflies at people that have weird psychosomatic or physical effects on them that I can't really explain. And there's this guy who keeps dosing on red vapors that I'm not exactly sure what they are, but they give him digital powers. I think it, I think it's called like sin or something. It's some kind of new drug. Yeah, and there's this other guy who can see bugs on people's hearts that he eats. Okay, I, I've I've one question. Yes, <laughs> just one. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Why? Why does this all start happening? Like what because, because fuck of an you. event. There's an event. And it somehow causes all of these disparate things to happen. Now, if you want causality, good luck with that, because not (laughs) only is the series plot not very terribly well explained, but it's not even told in chronological order, to the point where, as Deadman pointed out, neither he nor I are sure at what point in the continuity any of of the events of these episodes took place. Because it's a four, it's a twelve or thirteen episode series. I can't remember exactly how many, but uh, okay, yeah. And the most we figured out is that episode two happened before episode one, and that's about it. Yeah. 
the rest of the story arcs all tangentially connect to each other, but only kind of vaguely. And by the end of it, we're only kind of semi-aware of when right. stuff happens, where, and why. Well, not we. No one knows why. Yeah. By the end of it, I've watched it twice, and I don't know why. There is there is a plot summary on this Wikipedia page that I feel like reading because we will be very confused and maybe angry by the time I finish it. What a cluster! <laughs> so, <coughs> five years before the events of Boogie Pop Phantom, Nagi Karima met and befriended Shinpei Kuroda, an undercover agent of the Toa organization at the local hospital at the local prefecture's hospital. Nagi was hospitalized because she was dying as her body was evolving. Shinpei, upon learning the truth behind Nagi's sickness. Betrayed the Toa organization and administered a stolen Toa drug to, to Nagi that saved her life. He was mortally wounded by Toa agents as he fled the, from the hospital, leaving the drug behind the process. Toka Miyashita came across Shinpei as the Toa agent Scarecrow in the psychological trauma from seeing the dying man after being hit by more murder, both those words capitalized, created her boogie pop persona. Yep. Yeah, I vaguely remember that some of those <laughs> events happened, but if you, I could not have strung together a logical thread between any of those events. Like, I, I forgot that there's also a woman that turns into trees. <laughs> of that sentence I just said, I remember that Toka and Nagi are characters. <laughs> Is this like... <laughs> Like, did you seek this out just because it's a clusterfuck of a show, or is this actually popular? Okay, uh, it's not popular. No, okay. Dead Man didn't even know it was a thing when I presented it to him. I had just heard of it and seen an episode or two and remembered vaguely going, well, that was weird. Right. I didn't know the depths of the defuck until Dead Man and right. I watched it, and he's... I believe at certain points, because we, whenever we do the anime club, we have, like, little discussions after we watch one or two episodes and i think at by episode four he was saying stuff like my head feels fuzzy <laughs> bookie pop phantom was actually the last anime we did for the anime club oh wow they put an end to that podcast <laughs> just like done. no like, we went to do berserk but then fucking people started getting like jobs and shit and nobody really could do it and then by the time we got around to like yeah we'll, ah. we'll bring this back and then by the time we got around to like fucking realizing oh it's been a while since we've done this, we just kind of never got back into it. Right. It's been a year. Okay. And I mean that literally. The last fucking episodes 11 and 12 of the Anime Club for for Boogie Pop Phantom went up on March 31st, 2016. Oh, wow. So it literally has been a year. Hmm. In memoriam. <laughs> I want to bring it back. Yeah, no. I if we have time and we can get people together, I would not be opposed to. But we have to find something appropriate. I mean, we've discussed possibilities, but I I don't know, Dead Man. I don't think anything I've ever watched has come as close to just making me just give up as Boogie Pop Phantom did. We'll need a palate cleanser. <laughs> We need something Was that there... we can. We need something that we can either like sit down and go, "Yes, this is really good," or "Yes, this is really bad." Was and there that anything very... that you liked about this? No. 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 <laughs> I initially, no. I initially, I liked it in concept, but the execution yeah. hurt. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a fever dream or something. Like that. It, it, it is, so. At I'm times, sure it feels like a fever, fever dream. 
Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I, yeah, I think you're actually right. But when we were done, when we were done with that fucking show, my core temperature was about one degree higher. Oh man! So yeah, check that out. Yeah, Nico. that was uh, what? Yeah, check that out, Nico. What the? Uh, That's a recommendation the right there it's for like, you. It's actually, it's, it's <laughs> hey, this is crazy. You should watch it, Nico. <laughs> I mean, you've done to fuck with us before. I mean, well, and this might be worse. Side of things. Yeah, but just I, <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent sure actually, it happened. Since you're the only, Dedman, since you're the only one who's done both, which afflicted you more this or whom gods destroy Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen this so i can't speak to it but that's I'm why i asked dead man yeah i'm interested to hear this <laughs> uh, i'd say it's about even Oh god i don't even want to see this because <laughs> like so whom I, gods destroy it had more of a punch because it was characters I knew. Sure. And, but like the thing going into that is beyond that, like middle part, like for three issues, I could more or less follow what was happening. Yeah. No luck with this. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like I could tell you, I could give you a semi coherent, like run through of what happened in whom gods destroy. I can tell you what the ending was. I can tell you like, I can tell you whether or not Superman being turned into a woman happened before or after he was a centaur and raped all those people. With this, That's it is an actual thing. <laughs> yeah. With, 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 a uh, with a uh, boogie pop phantom. I don't have any connection to any of these characters. None of these characters are distinct enough for me to like, dis like differentiate them between other characters who wear similar clothing. I couldn't tell you the, I couldn't tell you like half of the events that fucking happened in this show. I couldn't tell you when they happened. I couldn't really tell you even to whom they happened. And it was just this. Whom God's destroy was, was intermittent, very, very high flickers on this like fucking what the fuck like curve. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Boogie Pop Phantom never reached the levels of uh, Whom Gods Destroy, but it was at such a constant level of just I don't understand what's happening throughout the entire thing. That like getting an average of that, it kind of evens out. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I mean, I can speak for whom God's destroyed. I didn't even fucking finish that thing. That was, that was. Oh. They're both bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was, I remember I was so mad when I came back on that podcast for Bernie. I'm like, why did you make me try to read this? <laughs> because my goal was to confuse and infuriate my, my fellow podcasters. And I yeah. succeeded. You did. No, you did. I'll give you that. I think really it was the length that killed me. Like each the issue of that was like 60 something pages. That's what killed me. If it was like, you know, the regular 20 pagers, I think I would have survived. But when I got to that third fucking issue, I was like, I can't do this. Anymore. <laughs> I had to drop out. Of yeah. That. Boogie well, Pop here, Phantom. Here's the thing to think about. Boogie Pop Phantom is about five or six hours of that. Ooh. I don't know. With Chris Claremont's writing, it was like five or six hours. But, keep, but like, keep in mind that 
this is this is like this is like whom gods destroy levels of insanity and like incoherency, but yeah. in twenty one minute chunks. <laughs> yeah, I know that's bad. That's bad too. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. I I almost want to see it just to see which one's worse, but then I think I'd be subjecting Please. myself to something that I don't know. <laughs> Validate the uh, fact. Yeah, verify that it really exists because I'm not entirely sure it does. <laughs> I see a DVD of it, but I still think it's it, that's just like a fever dream. It's like maybe my mind wants that to be there just to be certain that I'm not going insane. No, no, it's like I was like, yeah, yeah, that's a DVD, yeah, that's a DVD, and it exists. But I'm afraid I'm going to open it up and like fucking bees are going to fly out of it. <laughs> well, the, the one freaky thing was like you guys said as soon as I googled it, like you said, it's like a film of fucking massive. <laughs> I'm just like, why is this foggy? I was like looking at it. Yeah. The other weird thing about it that Devman and I just ran out of things to say about after the first few episodes is that the opening is animated over live action camera footage. Yeah. Oh. That's weird. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> That's strange. You two just summed up our feelings on Boogie Pop Phantom in two sentences. Yeah. Also, it is apparently an incredibly well-received series. The anime was a hit both in Japan and over here in America, as well as the light novels that it was based on. With it, with it, with it having comparisons drawn to Serial Experiments Line and Paranoia Agent. Yeah, well, Lane is another one of those anime that I'm not sure it deserves the credit. Like Lane is actually probably this thing that I would say is most comparable to this, even if it's a little bit more coherent. And that's our but, comeback. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. You want to do? You, no, I would. You don't want to do Lane. No, I would. I do Lane. I need it. I need at least three years of like just standard shit, or at least not that shit, before I get into something else that described on Wikipedia as an avant-garde anime. <laughs> yeah. So, th- so three years of Yu-Gi-Oh! GX before we get back into Nah, dog. Fuck it. Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds. Or, uh... How many series does that franchise have now? I'll look it up. There's like five. What, Yu-Gi-Oh? Yeah, there's know. Yu-Gi-Oh! There's Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. There's 5Ds. There's... Uh, there's at least two after that. I seen that Digimon is back the other day. <laughs> well, yeah, but Digimon, I'm much more okay with continuing. Yeah, Digimon kind of never a... left. No, I know. Yeah, but it, well, like, I mean, I was... it just stopped being popular in the states yeah. after uh, the fourth season. Yes, but so honestly, some of the later seasons I don't care about. <laughs> so there is Yu-Gi-Oh proper, Yu-Gi-Oh GX, Yu-Gi-Oh Five Ds, Yu-Gi-Oh Zexel, Yu-Gi-Oh Arc V, and the upcoming Yu-Gi-Oh Vrains coming this May. So six now. Okay. Uh, there's almost as many cartoon series as there are like card series for that fucking thing now. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's a sign of how weirdly popular it is, Nico. Yeah. They had a 20 year anniversary movie this year. Has it been really 20 years since the, that's yeah. come out? The original manga began its run on September 30th, 1996. Man, I feel old now. Fuck. And then I mean, the, I am getting old. Yeah, and then the original, crazy. and then the original anime, uh, came out in April. Came out on April fourth, nineteen ninety eight. Wow, that just no, that really fucking just blew my mind. Twenty years, I didn't even realize. Holy shit! Yeah, dude, 
This yeah, shit is so. ridiculous. I was young when it came out. Yeah, and it's still going. Interesting. Fuck, dude. I've been yeah. driving around lately listening to fucking rock radio, The Wolf 101.5 FM, Peterborough's Best Rock. <laughs> yes, Not sponsored, yeah, just a fan. Yeah. And yeah. that radio station is as old as I am. Right. Their radio ah. station was founded the year I was born, and it is freaking me the fuck out. Yeah, it's just one of those things where like someone says it in passing, and you're like, "What?" <laughs> it's like, years. Oh god! <laughs> and then it fucking and then like time hits you. Yeah, yeah, no, that really just fucked with me because because just even the fact that it still exists and is still going on today, like I didn't even like you like you know what you just get used to something being there almost, and then yeah. you don't realize like actually how long it's been. <laughs> like just like even same like you guys you were just going on and talking about like Power Rangers and stuff like that like that. Like, I swear I was, like, in grade one or grade two when that first came. At least to our audiences. I don't even know, like, you know what I mean? If it was, like, popular somewhere else. I, I'm not sure, but. Yeah, Super Sentai, like, it, that was a thing for a few years before Power Rangers came over. Hmm. Yeah, like, I think crazy. Like, what series did. Okay, so it took footage from. The, the original Mighty Morphin? Yeah, the original Mighty Morphin took footage from the 17th Ranger, series. Two Ranger. Yeah, so it had been running for 17 years before oh, they started using shit. it. And actually, I still love that. I've told, I've, told, I've told Dead Man this story before, but when I went to Japan, I went to the Power Rangers Museum. And, oh, that's um, cool. It's amazing how much the, the series that Mighty Morphin is based on doesn't matter in Japan because the Red Ranger suit from that series is displayed prominently in the back and off to the left. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. From the series that spawned Power Rangers is what you mean. Yeah, no, the, oh, the, the okay. Super Sentai series that Mighty Morphin was taken from. Interesting. No one in Japan gives a shit about that anymore. That's that's funny. You would think that there it would get maybe the response. Oh, this is the original. You know what I mean? Like, you would, no, you think no it's, that not, it's the 16th. Oh, no, it's the 16th. Oh, I thought you said that for... I, I thought you just said that it spawned from that, though. This, no, yeah, no, like, no, Mighty Morphin, it, like Super Sentai existed 16 years before Jew Ranger, but the Jew Ranger Sentai series was what was used to create Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh, okay. Now I get it. Oh, that's... So while it means a huh. lot to people in the West, sure. Japan don't give a fuck. Oh, that's right. a fuck, son. Huh. <laughs> Common Rider with its weird bug-eye aliens means more than Jew Ranger. Also, it's a Kyoryu anyway. Ranger. Kyoryu Sentai, Kyoryu Sentai Zyu. Yeah, Zyu Ranger. But uh, anyway, so God, it's only when Nico's here that we get off topic. Apparently, so um, eh, Power Rangers <laughs> is topical. <laughs> yeah, because there's a new movie coming out now, Dead Man. <laughs> well, also because it's you it's know anime great. and stuff. Hey, I've I've actually heard not awful things. Yeah, me too, but. And, and, but and like believably not awful things. The trailers don't do it any justice at all. The they look terrible. The commercials so far that I've seen, I don't know. Be sure to check. Be sure to check out next week on the movies podcast where some combination of myself, maybe caveman, maybe Birdie, who fucking knows? We talked about Power Rangers because fucking I'm seeing it. Okay, nice. so anyway, uh, let's talk about something much more understandably stupid that yes. doesn't hurt Deadman's brain. Robot X laser beam. Yes, yes, I read this too. So, um, it is weird. This is a really stupid name for a golf manga. 
It's a golf manga. <laughs> it is. They, and, they, they bend over so hard to try to justify that title. It's ridiculous. Hey, what's yeah. it called? And I get to make Robot a, I get Cross to make a Laser Beam. Reference. I, yeah, okay. I, get to, I get to make a Sticks reference. Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. <laughs> because the main character, is co- his literal name is Roboto. Yeah. Everyone calls him Robo because he is... <laughs> Because he is incredibly he stiff and acts and, like a robot. Yeah, he's stiff, literal, doesn't understand human interaction, and is always about the math and shit. Like, like when like somebody gives him like approximate stats for what a yard is, and that makes him like visibly uncomfortable. Yeah, or like uh, when he's told that how are you going to make so I'm not swinging hard. instead of saying I'm not swinging hard, he's like I need to increase or decrease the amplitude of my swing in order to affect the length of the shot. I understand. Yeah. And everyone else thinks he's insane for saying this, but, uh, it works. And yeah, but the term laser beam is in reference to the fact that in golf, it's very hard to shoot a straight shot. Yeah. As somebody who golfed for a few years, I can tell you that is very much the case. The ball. Yeah. Curves. I I got, I golfed a bit too. Yeah. It's difficult. Every hit fucking sliced into the rough. But he can apparently do almost nothing but straight shots. Yeah. So he's like the happy but Gilmore not, of. Uh... <laughs> but he's not. A, but that's the thing. He's not a pro golfer, and he has absolutely no interest in golf to the point where people keep walking up to him saying, "Hey, you're really good at golf." He's like, "Really?" Because I don't care. I don't really want to golf. I have absolutely no interest in it at all. Yeah, like his best, like his best, like his best friend, his only friend. He's saying like, "Hey, dude, join the golf club." He finds like, "Nah." Even even when Wait, he, it, even when he like goes there and accepts a golfing bet, discovers that he is fucking amazing at golf, and everybody's like freaking out. He's like, "Dude, join the golf club!" Nah. Wait, like is, to the point where the like the the number two golfer in Japan, his age, desperately wants him as his rival, but doesn't know who he is because it, he just heard him golf and didn't see him. Is the main character a robot though? No, the main or character is a person. He acts like it. Okay, He's just called Roboto. Okay. That's his name. Funny, I suppose. Yeah, okay. be- because they need to justify that title. Yeah, and they justify his ridiculous design by saying he's half Japanese, half Scottish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has gold. bright red hair. Interesting. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, like <laughs> we introduced that. It's like, yeah, I figured your friend was like really wild and shit, like all that red dyed hair and shit. It's like, no, that's natural. He's fucking Scottish. His friends call him Strawberry. I- I, I have a question. Uh, yes. Uh, quickly, if I may, because uh, it seems that you're saying like now this is like a, a golf manga, and I've been led to believe that another of the very popular mangas was like one of those um, uh, basketball ones. Uh, this this is this is by the same person who wrote. Oh, is it? Kuroko okay. Basque. Yeah. So are 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 these sport? Kind of mangas uh, very popular because they are. Never, yeah, but it okay. Sort of de- it, it it depends on how good so, they are. Yeah, it sort of de- there's a spectrum for sports anime okay. and manga. There's the much more grounded shit that's still exciting, like Haikyuu and Baby Steps which, and stuff like that. And, these, and then there's the more ridiculous shit. And this writer tends not quite to the full extremes of ridiculous. He's not Prince of Tennis levels of 
this is so insane that it doesn't matter what actually happens, even if it's tied to some form of reality. But it has like ridiculous like martial arts techniques in basketball games or mm-hmm. stupid anime names for I can swing real good. Right. Yeah, they are, okay, they are yeah, yet just... they are yet to have an inline skate race from orbit. <laughs> yeah, I never um yeah, because I've always seen a lot of these sport mangas. I just didn't understand the popularity of them and why they had, they'd say uh, like a like a, a thing. But yeah, okay, it sounds like it, they they there is quite a bit of them then. So yeah, also oh, yeah, yeah, if you want fucking, and bad ones. yeah, if you want fucking recommendations for for shit, that is fucking Haikyuu with number one with a fucking bullet. You got and it. if you want to, if you want to hate yourself as much as FMA makes you hate yourself, uh, cross game, cross game. Okay. Yeah, there's uh, Baby Steps, like we said. There is uh, Yomoshi Pedal. If you're feeling a bit of the gay, yeah. go free, Iwatomi Swim Club. Hmm. Because that shit yeah, so is they... Fujoshi bait. Okay, I don't think he knows what that term means. No. It is for, la- <laughs> it is for ladies who are super into dudes fucking. Women who, yeah. yeah, women who like reading okay. stories about gay men kind of like the opposite of like what like hentai or whatever it would be right isn't that what that's considered no, it's that still point? hentai it's just for men women into gay men versus oh, okay. men into gay women or such okay yeah because hentai just means explicit yeah it's okay. perverted right yeah because there's that genre like the of the of the stuff and then there's also like uh like uh, like the romance type mangas, right? Like, there's a lot of those. Yeah, that, well. that's kind of, that, that's kind of what fucking uh, Bakuman is. That. Oh, interesting. I mean, I know that there's a romance between him and that girl, and they said they're gonna get married like right away, like somewhere down the road. But I, yeah, like, I didn't actually consider it. Yeah, like, like, like that I, is uh, that is kind of the uh, okay. that, that that is the overall goal of that series. And there's also like other relationships that develop over the course of that relationship. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that. It's really okay. good. I didn't really consider it that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, sorry, go on. I just I just wanted I I just wanted some clarification just cuz I I'm interested by the different types of genre like type of mangas that they do. Like I I'm, I it, it's funny to me. I don't know why just when I thought of sports mangas, I didn't think that would be a thing for whatever reason. Oh no, but, I, yeah. I get that. Like I am not a yeah. big sportsman. I will not like fucking you sit me down and say we're going to watch a Hoosiers, I will fucking get up and leave. Mm. But you say we're sitting down here watching a sports anime. I will at least give it a chance because right. I because anime is anime finds a way to make sports more interesting well, by not really like, focusing that example. much on the sports. Like, like I don't give a shit about baseball. Yeah, but one of my favorite sports anime and manga is about is called The Big Windup. Is about like baseball games. Mm. But what they do writing wise that makes it interesting is that you basically hear and see what's going on in all the players' heads on the field as it's happening. So it plays out like a giant athletic chess game versus the typical baseball commentary you get mm. watching it on TV, which makes you feel like you're smarter than the person telling you what's going on. Yeah, My God, he hit a, he hit a fly ball in the center field. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's really interesting, though, that you say that. Yeah, that, that there's a crossover of people that aren't even a fans necessarily of the actual sport, but yet the manga kind of deals with it in a different way. So you can kind of yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Oh, actually, if you want like the longest running manga I've ever read, Hajime no Ippo. Yep, 
That's about boxing. And oh, that's, okay. that's, the series is older than me. It started in 1989. Oh, wow. Yeah, it Shit. is It is over 1,100 chapters. And it's still going? Or yep. it's ended? Yep. Still oh, getting wow. new chapters. Basis. Hmm. Oh, that's quite a bit. <laughs> so, okay, I mean, that was the only real new thing I've read or watched. Uh, Akka is still infuriating me, but I don't feel <laughs> much reason to talk about that if Korra's not here. So Yeah. And it's kind of too deep in at this point to sort of bring Nico up to speed. <laughs> or me. I haven't watched it either. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm just... It's a very pretty, very nice-sounding failure to me. Cora hmm. is the exact Which, opposite, where it's a very pretty, nice-sounding success. <laughs> well, I let me, let me just put my major criticism up, and I don't think you need to watch the series to understand this as a criticism. I find it hard to be invested in a series whose main character has the same reaction to finding out his parents died in a terrible train accident as finding out that his sister's favorite chocolate bread is out of stock. Oh, wow. That's bizarre. <laughs> okay. He reacts the same way for both? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. <laughs> to, to, to quote an MST3K joke, dull surprise. <laughs> But yeah, uh, it's fine for I guess if you like that kind of thing. I I need characters that emote. Mm. <laughs> Pardon the fuck out of me. But um, all right. So what else is there? I've been rewatching you, Hakusho. I'm still enjoying that shit. Like, how long has it been since you've watched you, Hakusho, Dead Man? Uh, I've never watched it. I read it. Okay. Oh. Well, then you can uh, have this discussion for me because I always hated how the manga looked. Oh, hell yeah. It looks terrible. It looks awful. Mm. Yeah, but because we but were it's discussing a story. while you were, you know, that's the thing. It, this writer is a good writer, but his art looks like ass. And you can tell even more so in the second series that he's still currently working on, Hunter x Hunter. Good oh, story. Oh, that's but, that's the same guy. Okay, yeah, because yeah, we were talking just, about it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, it's just it it looks like such ass. Like <laughs> it, the way Cora just likes to describe it, it's like this guy turns in first drafts as like finished products, and it's just embarrassing. It also, yeah, like uh, it he, from what I've heard, like half the fucking shit he puts out isn't done. Like he hands in fucking pencils. Mm-hmm. Oh, like unfinished work. Okay. So like he's very much phoning it in then. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's I don't think there's I don't think there's anything else. Uh no, and I've t- uh, and we're, if we're gonna do delays, we might as well just keep going. Actually, no, one other thing. Um what do you know about the Giver, Nico? <laughs> I mean, I've never really watched it. I know of it. I know his whole thing, like what he does, kind of basically creating something out of nothing to help him in a jam. Like I, I know it mostly uh, just from getting like not like, MacGyver. Gu- no, no, not not oh, MacGyver. The MacGyver. MacGyver. No, the oh. Giver. Nothing. I don't know what that is. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought said MacGyver. I was like, really? Was yes, like, let's, talk right. Mac- so let's talk about the MacGyver anime. 
pretty sure that actually exists. It's just not Probably. called MacGyver. <laughs> but um, so okay, so you're familiar with Power Rangers, like uh, the concept yeah. of like yeah. transforming heroes and stuff. So, Guyver is like if you crossed Power Rangers with, like, the Venom symbiote. Oh, okay. Because the main character finds this ancient bioweapon called the Guyver that attaches itself to him. And while it's got metal parts, it's mostly, like, ooey and icky and gooey mm-hmm. to the point where... Uh, it has, like, what would be uh, Iron Man's um, chest laser, but it opens its breastplate to, re- re- to reveal, like, bioelectric nodes that release the energy underneath. Okay. And if you damage the, the unit that controls this armor, it eats you. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> yeah. And... The Giver is basically fighting Power Rangers monsters, except they're humans that have been genetically experimented on to turn into animal-monster hybrids. Zoonoids. And when they die, they stay dead. And they used to be people, and you can't reverse the changes once it happens. And this is most confirmed when the main character has to kill his own father. Huh. He has to kill him... Sorry, why did he have to kill his own father? Because his he dad was, was turned into an a zoonoid. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. So, yeah, this series is old. And I mean old both in the sense that it came out a long time ago and that it's very dated. Because mm-hmm. uh, this was a staple of anime in the, early, in the late 80s, early 90s when everything was ultra-violent. And... Uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, have you watched any of the old series dead man or the 2005 one? Uh, no, I actually haven't seen any of this. The only thing I've seen of it was the Mark Hamill movie. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the thing, uh, like a part of it of, of all it's like, so Nico, I don't know how much you know about this, but anime at, Western at, movie adaptations of anime tend to suck. Okay. Like, uh, the most infamous being Dragon Ball Evolution is the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen that piece of shit. Yeah, There are others that are close, but none get that bad. Yeah. But um, another one is based on this series, which came out in 1992, not starring Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's just in it. He's in the movie. Yep. Yeah. He plays a character called Max Reed. And he gets turned into a cockroach man. Okay. Like you do. The The problem with it is that the, the source material is ultra-violent, but they play it like Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, the, like, so, like the movies? Like the live-action yeah, Ninja Turtles? Yeah, the movies. Oh, okay. This was the same year as Vanilla Ice Turtles 2, so... Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, that's better than the third one. Come on. And it, there's also <laughs> a rapping Jimmy Walker in it, which... Nice. Is not good. You can call me Ray. You can call me Jay, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. Mr. Dynamite himself. Oh, this guy. Uh, I thought Yeah. I thought Jimmy Walker was alcohol. No, no. <laughs> but yeah. Um, 
Johnny Walker, isn't it, or something? Yeah, it's weird just to look back on something and just be bored by the violence. Yeah. Because, literally, it, what made Guyver interesting at the time it came out is that this is taking all the, like, Sentai and, and Kamen Rider-type stuff and just making it gooey and violent instead of, like, all chrome metal and transforming suits of armor. And so now it's, like, alien parasites and biogenetics and shit like that and other than that it's just a typical sentai series it's just super violent and r-rated which by the standards of the anime i've watched is not all that interesting like it might have more gore but i am much more freaked out by watching a little girl get her head bitten off by a birthday cake dragon than i am by this birthday cake dragon okay you know what I'm referencing, Dead Man. I think I do. Monica. I mean, it's been a while. The blonde. Oh, right. Yeah, guns. Yeah. yeah there's yeah, no, there's nothing you check out, uh, Nico. Monica Magica. If you really want to feel bad. A Sailor Moon-esque <laughs> series with girls with the powers of bubbles, swords, and gun! Nice. <laughs> and Infinite you will gun. grow to loathe and fear the cute little side creature. Yeah, the oh, Luna really? the cat will fuck you up. Uh-oh, okay. <laughs> what is it? It's a, it's a cat creature. Oh, it is just a cat creature. Okay, but it's like what? Like demented? Like <laughs> it, it, watch it, it and you'll it see. It eats its own body. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> All right, that sounds right up my alley. I might have to yeah. check that out. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just I don't know why I rewatched this. I guess well, the first, they remade the series in two thousand five, and I guess I was getting into darker stuff at that point, but not like actually darker, just. Like Zack Snyder, darker. I oh. suppose. Oh, sweetie, <laughs> that's not darker. That's coffee stained. <laughs> so, the, looking back on it now, while it's still R-rated, it's mostly just boring. Which <laughs> you don't want to. It's weird when you can say, "I watched a guy in an alien suit of armor use his vibrating blade out of his arm to decapitate a alien crab man and say, okay, what else? Yeah, it's never a good sign. (laughs) So yeah, that's it for me. Okay, then. So, moving on to me. Um, So just a quick mention of Inuyashiki. Because that... Oh, there's another thing that's fucked up. That... Got that had a there's so for Nico and those who don't know, Inuyashiki is about an old man who, well, whose um, life is kind of shit. His family hates him. Uh, everybody his job hates him. One person loves him is his dog. And then one night when he is out walking his dog, he gets killed when an alien spaceship lands on him. <laughs> so okay. the alien. So the aliens, uh, they download his consciousness into a robotic body that is made to resemble his in its, in its, in its in like completely looking like him. That's awesome. And it's also full of weapons. <laughs> and like advanced computer electronic systems and all kinds of shit that make him a god, basically. 
All right. No. And so and he also is, can't really he can't really feel anything anymore other than what his own uh, kind of sucks emotions create. To like where he tries to eat and he throws it up before a machine gun comes out of his chest. <laughs> no, no, it's not like he throws it up. He eats it and then his arm explodes into a machine gun that throws up everything that he ate. Right. Yeah, I forgot he, that. He can still he can still eat it and feel stuff. He just. He doesn't. He just doesn't need to. And the and like the thing that made the thing that the moment when he realized that he wasn't human anymore, he had like this fucking mental breakdown. Sure. Where he was like unable to but, cry and anything, and then he started saving people. But is he aware that he got squished yeah, by the he, UFO? He, he, like he, he's. I don't think he remembers that. He just knows he's he's a robot. Right. Yeah, he knows was he's a robot. This, he doesn't know how he's a robot. But did, did the aliens do this as a favor to him, or did no, they mean no, they, to? No, they did it to save their own hides because they weren't supposed to injure any humans. When they oh, okay. Yeah. So they kind of just hooked him up with all his weaponry and all this yeah, kind of shit. Kind of <laughs> just like, hey, we need to fucking build this person a new body. Oh, well, we have these combat drones. Oh, fuck it, it'll do. Huh. I like that. I like the sounds of this, actually. <laughs> but yeah, well, okay, here's the thing, Nico. Uh, remember, this is Dead Man. And yeah. this particular writer hates humanity almost like no one else can. Hi. <laughs> so, so you love it for a reason. Yeah, yeah, it okay. is. It, it for me, yeah, for me, it kind of resembles Huck. <laughs> no, was, Huck is never this fucked up. In well, it it, it, it reminds me of Huck in the Huck fact never, that it is. Huck. How so? Let's, let me put it this way: Huck, the first guy Huck saves. It's not a bum that random douchebags are aiming fireworks at in the park. Okay. <laughs> but you get where All I'm right. coming from, right, Birdie? Where yes. it is it is like it is a it is a person's worldview that is kind of flipped on its head by the fact that there is one person in it who's actually a good person. Yeah, but there were other people that were good people in Huck, and as we've all established by now, Huck is the result of Mark Millar seeing what happened to Superman and saying, Oh god, what have I done? Yeah, Hiroya Oku was more like, eh, let's see if this happens. Fuck it. <laughs> okay, and it's a reference for a series that I can't remember how you feel about it, Dead Man, but is more well known. Gantz was also made by this guy, and that actually might have more unlikable characters than this. Yeah, I read a chunk of the Gantz manga, and it was oh, real, yeah. it was real gorgeous, and everybody in it was a real piece of shit. I've I've heard good things about that series though. Yeah. The anime, uh, the anime was made for about a buck fifty, <laughs> and I hate yeah, that. It was made in that era where it TV anime did not feel like they all had to look good. Mm. Yeah, or look finished, or look like anime. <laughs> Well, so anyway, to be fair, you don't have to necessarily look good to be good. I point you to Ninja Slayer from animation. That series looks fucking amazing, dude. No, it doesn't. It is a fuck it. You take that back, you bastard. <laughs> Do I need to point out that entire fight scenes were between stick puppets? You will not besmirch the good name of Ninja Slayer from animation, you fucking communist. As I, it, tell me if I'm wrong, Dead Man, that there are entire fight scenes between static images that are moved around like paper puppets with a background. Oh, hell yeah, and it's amazing. That looks <laughs> better than the Gantz anime did. Okay. 
yeah, so uh, I, I, well, so same night that Inuyashiki gets killed, another guy, uh, Hiro, I believe is his name, he also gets killed, but instead of finding out, instead of like finding his humanity and saving people, he finds his humanity by murdering people. Yeah, he, okay. he, he, he is more the Hiroya Oku character, where the main, or the, the elderly lead is like, yeah, everyone kind of shit, but I still believe in people, and I think some people are worth saving. This guy's like, no, I see all these assholes, and they don't deserve to live. One of which being, ironically enough, the elderly lead's daughter. Yeah. So, so that, so... Up to this point in the series, has kind of just been like the lead up to the big fight between these two. And then it happens, and it's kind of glorious. And Hero gets fucked up. Hmm. Then Inuyashiki kind of gets revealed to the world as to what he actually is. And everyone's like, oh my god, it's God. Fucking dope, dude. And he, and his relationship with his family starts getting better. Uh, his son begins developing like robot envy. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. then, all of a sudden, Trump comes on the TV. No, really? Yeah, and says, there's a meteor coming that's going to kill everybody on Earth. The purge exists now, so go fucking nuts, you assholes. I should have known when I found out about the purge that this writer would find a way to introduce it. <laughs> I, I, I say the purge because like, he just says like murder is legal now, it, so fuck everybody. Yeah, that's what it's, it, yeah, it's instead of the purge where it's like for one night a year, murder is legal. It's just murder is legal. Yeah, murder is just legal. We're all doomed. Fuck all of you. I'm going into, I'm going into the fucking bunker. Is this collected yet? Or is uh, it still... Th- there are, vo- it's, it's still ongoing. volumes of it are. Yeah, it's, it's still okay. ongoing, no, but they have finished, volumes. But like the first four or five volumes are collected, and they tend to be rather long, so you do get a lot for your buck. Yeah, I have huh. the first one. I'm going to have to check this out. Inuyashiki, it's called? Yep, Inuyashiki. Yeah. Not to be mistaken with yeah, Inuyasha. No. no, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a series that wants you to like characters, but instead makes you hate humanity. Yes. <laughs> Inuyashiki, okay. So, another thing uh, that just kind of had a kind of a big, like, paradigm shift in the actual world is Rising of the Shield Hero. Yeah, another series with nothing but assholes as far as the eye can see. And Besides the main character group. Now, the main character is an asshole, but he is a, he's an understandable and sympathetic asshole. Well, he's an asshole who's surrounded by assholes who have no relatable qualities. Yeah, the queen's all right. The other... The other heroes... The princess is a bitch. Oh, no, the princess is a bitch. Her sister's all right. The other heroes, while idiots, are also kind of all right, except for, like, the bow hero. Like, the sword hero is still... The sword hero, misguided though he may be, is actually trying to do good. Like, like not he's not he's not going out there like, I'm going to do this for, like, blah, but he's just like, hey, I'm going to go fucking help people. That's what I, that's what I fucking do. He, seems to be, he also seems to be the most balanced out of them all. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the spear hero is just like, I'm going to make a harem. And the bow hero is doing everything he can to like not be in everybody's attention, but wanting to be the center of everybody's attention. Mm. This whole thing, but yeah, like the most recent chapter, that was really satisfying to me. I've, I've been waiting for that to happen. I knew that was coming because I had read ahead in the wiki because I'm an idiot. 
Yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> but yeah, just seeing it actually play out, I was like, "Fuck yes, this is great." Mm. But then there won't. But then it says there won't be a chapter in the next issue, which means it might be two months before the next chapter comes out. Because fuck me. Mm. Yeah. Then moving on. Um, I'm almost caught up on Yomushi Petal. I have beginning of the third season of that. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, I I fell off at the, I fell off in the second season when they introduced the guy who like sexually assaults people to steal their luck. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. Yeah, like like what he does is he, what he does is he like go up to anybody anybody who he sees has stars on them. He goes up to them and just kind of begins like rubbing them, <laughs> trying to take okay. their luck. Yeah, because right. his team is a team that kind of relies on like strategy and luck. They're they're able to place fairly highly in the previous days of this of this big race because everybody in front of them just fucking their bikes like exploded or something. Oh, so sorry. So this is like a biking manga. Yeah, yeah this is this is a sports uh, okay. manga about competitive cycling. And this is the anime that you're watching. Yes. Uh, that okay. Hmm. Yeah. So. It was no surprise in the ending of the second season, but it was really well done. I really okay. enjoyed. I really enjoyed like the last fight between uh, Onoda and Manami, and then just that final scene of him taking the entire bike team out to fucking Akihabara and everybody on that team not understanding what to do. <laughs> okay, so what, is it like a challenging like uh, like obstacle type stuff that they uh, are no, no, encountering it's a race. or? Oh, okay, but they okay. So is it like something like the, uh, like one of those like triathlons or whatever you call them? Like uh, one it's, of those. It's, like, it's, a t- it's a team cycling thing. Not where, like, tri- like, where like they uh, they set up like they set up like a few different like roles in the team. Like the ones that they kind of get into are like all rounder, sprinter, climber. Where where like there are people who do best on like the long straights. There are people who do best like climbing hills and stuff. And it's all just about kind of like pulling your team, trying to get your team across the various finish okay. lines first. Mm. Okay, that's cool. And then yeah, it's it like about like the, the relationships between the teammates and stuff like that, or like, yeah, yeah, specifically, every, it, yeah, specifically everybody in their relationship with Onoda because Onoda is a Onoda's a rookie cyclist. He has been like biking just kind of by himself, doing whatever for a few mm. years, and that, that's kind of like built up in him, just like this weird instinctual biking sense in him. But in terms of, like actual competitive cycling, he doesn't fucking know dick about it. Right, but he manages to like inspire everybody on his team just by doing really mm. insane shit, like passing like a hundred people after his bike fucking flips. Right, him, yeah, him That's- dragging, uh, him like carrying one of the member there's one of the members of their team from the back of the pack to the front before the race was over. Mm-hmm. All kinds of all kinds of really insane shit with him. Yeah, so he's like a very inspiring go getter of a of a competitor. Then sounds. Yeah, he also he also um, regularly sings the theme song of like a really moe princess anime whenever he bikes. Okay. <laughs> so so just imagine in like this weird fucking tough as nails like cutthroat right. bicycling thing, and there's some like four foot nothing nerd with giant glasses singing about princesses, and he's kicking your <laughs> right. ass. Right. <laughs> yeah, and then going into the third season, I am a little surprised at how quick they are switching things up. Mm. Because typically with uh, shonen shit, they 
they will try to keep these same characters around for as long as they can, especially in sports stuff. Like, like with sports stuff, it is usually about following this one team from nothing to champions. Right, and their like journey or whatever. Yeah, yeah with right? this, yeah. yeah, yeah, with this, they became champions at the end of season two. Then season three, three of the characters graduate and leave the team. Okay, one of the characters yeah, leaves so you, the country. So, like, there's some actual story progression with some yeah. of the people, and like they're changing things. What are they introducing new characters as this is happening? Yes, they are. Or no, uh, yeah, oh, the, okay. a couple of them. Yeah, like they uh, they are introducing uh, some people who are becoming uh, who will be first year students the next year. Okay, yeah, yeah that's be- cool. Yeah, because like uh, the three characters who left, they were in their last year of high school. Hmm. This is kind of their, like their last time to become champions, and so they, so they you know become cha- they become champions, and then uh, one of the team members he has to move to London to study abroad. The other two, okay. just, the other two, like leave the team just because it they're done now. Right, they're like beginning their lives, and like that chapter of their lives is over now. Like, is that like kind of what's going on? Like, yeah, they're yeah, just like, then, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah and then, okay. And then like uh, two characters who were kind of given a bit of a backseat in the previous season now get to step up and become the new captain. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. And then they're going to be like new rookies coming in now, and they'll be like the, the ones to look up to, and that kind of. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that sounds actually pretty good. It is actual progression, right, which yeah. you don't really see a lot in like high school centric sports manga or anime. Right. No, it's, that actually sounds pretty good. Uh, I, I'm liking the sound of it, actually. So, how long has Dead Man been gushing about high Q? I'm talking about Yomushi <laughs> Pedal. Well, that one too. I haven't, I haven't mentioned high Q. <laughs> All right. Did Not you, your did cup you leave? I'm guessing. Yeah, I left. I had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, okay. I realized he wasn't there. <laughs> but no, like I, uh, Yomushi Pedal no, is Yomushi doing what I, Yomushi Pedal is doing what I never think Haiku will do. Yeah, but also Yomushi Pedal is a weird example where I would much rather read the manga than watch the anime, whereas Haiku is the opposite. Because, um, dear God, it feels like Yomushi Pedal drags things out in the anime version. <laughs> A little bit, like like the plot, like the nature of the sport is slow paced anyway, but the way they decide to go about it, like there's always something, particularly with action, with sports or action series, where you have the nature of space versus time, where certain elements in a manga take up a lot more space, but not as much time. Dialogue's kind of the opposite, whereas you can take fill a lot of space with a lot of dialogue really quickly and you can be affected speed wise by the reader you can't really do that with spoken dialogue in an anime so stuff that takes maybe not quite as long to read takes forever to play out when spoken and Yoamushi Petal takes forever <laughs> yeah yeah definitely there are a lot there are a lot of times where I just, just kind of like skipping ahead an episode just like yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, okay, I get it. They're like, he's gonna paddle real good. Fucking just let's show him. Let's see it happen. He, he he's he's gonna sing his little anime song. It, it'll be funny, but he'll he's, he's gonna sing his little anime song every single time. The only time I feel like going back to it over and over again is when one of the captains of the team uses it to compel him to work in unison with him in bicycles. Yeah, and then he takes that guy out to fucking Akihabara where he has no idea what's happening, and then he just instinctively sings along with the song when he hears it on the fucking loudspeaker. <laughs> It's like, wait, this is what I was singing? Fuck! I'm an idiot! 
Yeah. But yeah, I... And you know, the other thing that is weird about this is... <sighs> Mito Suji is in the wrong fucking show. Is that, he the lizard guy? Yes, he is that bizarre creature who fucking fell out of Soul Eater. Yeah, okay, so... The design work of this sport, of this down-to-earth sports anime... It, I mean, it's got some of the weird anime tropisms, but this guy literally looks like a lizard person with how he's designed, the way he moves and acts, the fact that his tongue does weird shit that is supposed to just be a normal tongue. There is a point in season two where he like fucking pull like rolls up his pant and sle- rolls up his pant legs and sleeves, and then fucking grows out every limb and his neck by about three inches. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like so, we like hear it. We hear the fucking bones begin to crack as they right. stretch. Uh. Yeah, because as we've stated before, there are sports anime with ridiculous elements. But like, um, I, I guess uh, Kuroko no Baskets kind of the best example where the main character of that is a guy who is so lacking in personal presence that people just forget he's there and he uses that to act as a sleight of hand player on the basketball court. Mm. Like, that level of ridiculous. And in that case, everything is that ridiculous to the point where the main character develops the ability to go in the zone. And he just becomes, like, super mega awesome and they have all these ridiculously weird basketball-themed martial arts techniques, basically. Yeah, Kuroko and but the Baby Steps guy need to fucking have a lesson together about the zone. Yeah, it's all about that that level of weirdness. Whereas in the case of Yoamushi Pedal, everything feels more grounded and like Baby Steps, except this guy. Yeah, he is just this fucking weird atom bomb of anime bullshit in the middle of this fucking show. Yeah, so like, <laughs> as an example from series you've read, Nico. Uh, imagine if Gluttony showed up in Monster. Yeah, that would seem weird and out of place. Oh, you read Monster? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things we discussed while you weren't on uh, Dead Man. I read the, I just finished it uh, not too long ago, actually, because they were re-releasing them in these, uh, things called Perfect Editions, which collected two volumes in one. So I, I finished it a couple months ago. Loved it. It's so probably good. my favorite thing I've read manga wise. It's so good. Uh, the only thing we wanted to ask you about that when we were talking about it is what's your favorite Urasawa manga? Because you've read Ooh, them all, I think. I, I, yeah, I've finished uh, Monster. I've read all of 20th Century Boys. I've read all of Pluto. And I've read about a third of Billy Bat. Yeah, that's the one that uh, uh, Bernie was saying was the new one, or the one he just finished well, the, recently. Yeah, yeah that, that's the one he just finished. Is that so? That's not available yet in translated on uh, the English market, though. Like, right? Like, because nope, I, I, I don't think you need to find that online. Okay, because I haven't read any of that. That I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. But I, I have all of Pluto. I've read the first thing, two volumes. Of that I have to finish it. And I have all of 20th Century Boys. I just haven't read it yet. But I love Monster so much, I kind of ran out and got all his other stuff. So what, okay, what, yeah. what would be I, the, your favorite? Monster by, by would him, probably though? be my favorite. Okay. And then I, after I, that, it would be 20th Century Boys, then Pluto. Interesting. Because I was telling Birdie that I... The only one, because I, because I, I was trying to sample all this stuff after I read Monster. He was put off th- by the start of 20th Century Boys. Yeah. 
Okay, I can see that. Uh, 20th it, Century Boys. It didn't is, click with me. 20th Century Boys volume. is the weirdest of all of the Nakirasawa books. Mm. At, at least from what I've read. Okay. Like I think it like Billy Bat is kind of ridiculous, but I feel like it hasn't it hasn't reached like the peak level of like 20th Century Boys post-apocalyptic future ridiculous. I also read some of uh I have been buying them the uh, Master Keaton ones that he's he was the artist on and then apparently apparently wrote afterwards because the other creator left but um but yeah that's all right too that's kind of that's kind of like a almost like a um indiana jones-esque type uh storyline it seems uh the master keaton stuff but the um yeah so after i mean like i said i i bought all the 20th century boys i mean uh at this point like i love monsters so much and I really enjoyed Pluto, but just I read the first volume, it didn't click with me. I, I will also say one of the reasons I think even it wasn't just the subject matter, and I don't want to come off like sounding, make this sounding like in a bad way, but maybe help me articulate what I'm trying to say here. The 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 twentieth century boys seemed much more um, like Japanese than his other stuff. You had stuff. a hard time connecting with it culturally. Yes. Yeah, yes. I, I totally get I felt- that. Like, uh, like with a uh, like with 20th, like with a uh, monster, it's a, it's more Germanic and what like stuff that we have access to with um like Pluto. That is a that is a noir ass story. Android, yeah, and it's like an android story, and like I, you know what I mean. But this one, yeah, this is more. Uh, this is people who were fucking raised on Japanese culture, and like the fucking all the rock shit was the outsider aspect right. of it. Right, right. So I didn't. I so I didn't connect with that. The same way I kind of did with these other subjects in the other books. No, and I so get that. That's I, I totally get that. So, but I, I, it's definitely, I guess, worthwhile to continue with it. Though, I, yeah, I, I think like so. I, said, I, I really, I, I really enjoy all, 20th so. Century Boys. I, I think if there's any, if there's any mangaka that Dead Man will never shut up about, it's probably Naoki Urasawa. Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. Good to know. Yeah, no, because I, like I said, I, I literally read Monster. Uh, some of it, and I went out and, and tracked down the rest of this, these yeah, other well, series. Yeah, Monster's so. depressing to me, because that series got animated and mm. dubbed, <laughs> but they never released all of it. They dubbed the whole thing, but they never oh. released all of it. Oh, fuck you, people. It's so good, though. It's so, so good. good. Yeah, it's... it's uh, Like, that's what I mean. Like, that was one of the main reasons why I continued, like, even... <clears throat> Uh, buying manga was because of that series. That was like my gateway drug, like manga. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, so that, that's and, a good gateway. Then, yeah, and then that, and then, and then from there, I've learned about all the other um, things he's done. And I, I, I think Pluto is going to be the next one I read, only because it's like eight volumes. It's like a little easier to to read. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's also real well, good. Pluto's also yeah. real fucking good. Yeah. No, I like I like the whole. Like I said, I read the first two volumes, but it was so long ago. I'm gonna go back and read them again. Uh, one of those things where uh, I like the idea of like the detective on the case looking for an android uh, murderer, right? Like yeah. I like that whole aspect, and he's an android himself, right? Yeah. It's all Astro Boy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really cool, and his art's great. I oh, like yeah. his art a lot yeah, too. Yeah, he has one, he has a very distinct draftman. style. Yeah, no, he, he definitely has, like, his characters all start to look somewhat alike, you know what I mean? Like, like in a way. Like, you can look at one of his faces of his characters and know that it's something he drew. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you yeah, look, you look yeah. at the logo, it's like, oh, that's Naoki Urasawa right there. 
And I also picked up uh, one of the stories of um, what's his name, the god, the god of manga. He's referred to uh, uh, the guy who created Astro Boy. Uh, oh, what's fuck. his name? Uh, Looking that up. Yeah, I have it. Right, I, that, Osamu Tezuka. Osamu Tezuka. Yes, I've picked up. He has this book called Ode to something. Uh, I have it right over here. It's about basically this uh, this guy that gets turned into like this like rabid animal Ode and to has to like, live on. Uh, yes, that's it. Yeah, I someone at my work. They came in and they suggested it to me, so I'm going to be reading that at some point. What too. series? Ode to Kirihito. It's by Tezuka. I, have you guys read any I, of his stuff? I, I'm not that familiar with Tezuka. I know some of his series, obviously, either by reputation or just mention, but yeah, I'm right. not that familiar with him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've I just... I mean, he wrote a series about Hitler. Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that one too. The uh Adolf one. Uh yeah. yeah. He wrote a series yeah. about Hitler, he wrote a series about Buddha. He wrote the thing that inspired Lion that Lion King ripped off. Huh. Kimba yeah, the White Astro Lion. Boy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So yeah, uh then manga stuff, uh talked about Robot Cross Laser Beam. Uh I started reading and got caught up on Evil Blot. Oh. Yes, yeah. evil block. Uh, uh, it's uh, it's it, it basically means evil blade. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it's a German Ubel Ubelblatt. Evil blade is the, it's a German word. Yep, it is. Yeah, Ubel has an has an umlaut over the over the U, so I have no idea how to pronounce that. So I just been saying it. Evil block. So imagine there's a so imagine there's a spectrum. On one side of it, you have like you know the standard, uh, standard like manga shit. You know, like your Naruto and your Bleach and your Dragon Ball and stuff. The other end, you got Berserk. Mm. This series kind of falls in the middle of that spectrum because it has like the art style and like a kind of like a, almost a store like a like character design stuff of one of those like more lighthearted series. But then it has like a level of violence that you ex- that you associate with stuff like Berserk. Mm. Okay, as a sign of the level of grotesque violence that we're dealing with here, Nico, yeah. the main character technically died and rebuilt himself by eating fairies. Yep. Okay. His body is composed out of the fairies' bodies that he cannibalized. <laughs> yes, so in this series, 20 years before the beginning of it, uh, there was this country called Wishtek or Wishtek. These are very German, German names. Word. I don't know how to pronounce them. And so, and so the king at the time, uh, who was at, who was whose country was at war with Wishtek, uh, he he created these four te- he created these fourteen holy lances that would be able to like dispel evil and shit and be able to counteract so the effects of Wishtek dark magic and gave them to fourteen heroes and sent them off on an adventure to go save the world. Along the way, three of them died, and then, as the legend goes, four of them betrayed the Empire and tried to give, tried to sell horrible secrets to Wishtek. So then, so then the remaining seven, they stopped him. They stopped them, killed them, saved the world, and everything. 
20 years later. But that's not what really happened. Yes. 20 years later, this weird elf boy with a scar over his eye and long ass, long ass double braids begins hunting down and murdering the seven heroes, as they're called. He calls himself Queenzil, I think. But his real name is Ashri. He is. It's K. It's K O I N Z E L L. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah, but it's K O with an umlaut. <coughs> so that makes it extra fucking weird. Is his name Kwanzaa? I have no idea. Yeah, so this kid is revealed to actually be Ashrit, one of the four lances of betrayal, as they call him. And the reason he's doing all this is because, in actuality, he and the other lances of betrayal, they're the ones who saved the world. Then, as they went back, the seven heroes murdered them. Because they didn't want the rest of the world to know they were cowards. Yeah. they aban- yeah, The seven heroes abandoned the mission. And then, when the four of them came back, having saved the day... Those seven murdered them all and then claimed that they betrayed the world. So then Ashri, he survived long enough to eat fairies, got himself a new body, and then spent 20 years trying to like get used to it again and then went on the hunt for the other heroes. And I really like this world in that setup. I love me a good revenge. I love me a good old fashioned revenge tale. And having it be in this weird dark fantasy world, I really like that. Yeah, I'm looking at the art online. It's some pretty awesome art, and it looks like so there's some, also some naughty, sexy time in this. Yes, there well, is. That's the thing, because, like, a lot of... Berserk... Nice. It has sexual stuff in it, but it's so disturbing most of the time, you can't really be turned on by it. Yeah. yeah. This gets stuff close to what Berserk's level of sexual violence and horror has... But the art is so much more stylized. Yeah. You know what it kind of reminds me of? It kind of dead man. It kind of reminds me of a um, uh, medieval fantasy version of like uh, freezing. Yeah, kinda. A little bit. And like freezing is a series that, if you don't know, Nico exists no. seemingly just to maim women. Really? Well, that's pretty, pretty much sadistic. <laughs> and like, like while this does have like a whole lot of horrible maiming and stuff, and some sexual violence, they also have like just as much regular sex. Yeah, yeah I can see that here. More, there's more actual like explicit anime sexy times than there because like there's sex mm-hmm. in Berserk, but even honestly, even normal sex feels depressing. Yeah, like mm. like, like this they this they managed to do enough to like stylistically differentiate regular fucking from violent fucking yeah i'm looking at the art here online just a bunch of pages people had posted and and uh and it also seems like like a lot of the characters because like you said like the elven thing or like out of straight out of like the legend of zelda or some shit like it's like the fantasy <laughs> yeah a couple characters do I'm, look real hylian yeah, especially they really our main. do a couple yeah. of these. Yeah, that's yeah, what I, I mean. That's what I got out of this villain when he comes back the same way Ashur <laughs> did. Uh, no, no, he didn't. No, not the same way. He came. He comes back entirely differently. He comes back he, using wish tech. Yeah, yeah, but he used a method that wish tech gave him, similar to how Ashur came back, where his body is now composed of similar elements. Is what I was trying to draw on. Okay, but oh, uh, uh, um. This looks, this looks all right. Yeah, I so, enjoy like, it. And they're going with yeah, and they're going with the idea that the the, temp, the the empire itself is not evil. It's basically just the people that support the seven blades. 
and there's currently a power struggle for control because the rightful king died and Glyn want the I, is he the last of the seven blades left? Uh, no, remember. there there are two left. There is Blade and Ishudian, who is currently working with Glenn. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So Glenn it, is it, uh, Glenn is the son of the other em- Glenn's the son of the dead emperor. He was killed, but then came back through horrible yeah. horrible dark magic means, and is now on a quest to destroy the old empire and build a new one in his own image. <clears throat> yeah. And so the remnants of the right of the of the uh, lawful empire have kind of grudgingly converged around uh, Asherit as a as a rallying sign of against Glenn. But until very recently, Asherit was considered unbeatable in combat. But then he got his ass kicked. Yeah, that was that was a thing. Like they have they did a really either bad or good job making him kind of a Gary Stew. Like, I was like, oh, hey, well, Kirito. Okay, so here's, here's the thing. Um, they gave him, throughout the first 50, 60 chapters at least, they gave him a technique that people could, their goal, their only way to beat him if was to make sure he didn't use that technique. Yep, the black wing. Yeah, and... Then the only way, well, then that's the problem because I don't, I don't think they've thought that much out of a style because the, basically they've just said either the only way to beat him is to either have someone who knows the Black Wing or just like, haha, I've studied the Black Wing and have developed a extinct a exact counterattack to it, and now they're saying, well, the Black Wing's basically useless now because someone's developed a counterattack to it. I think that's kind of dumb. Yeah. Because now he's afraid to even use it on enemies he knows are weaker than once he's already beaten with the Black Wing. And it's it's not like boxing where, oh, once you know how the move works, you could maybe counter it if you're not as good. It's like the sheer level of speed and destructive capability they've shown this technique to use. I find it hard to believe that anyone outside of maybe a couple enemies could do it. And so, But they're like, oh, well, it's been beaten once, so now it's useless. So that's one of those... It's kind of like DBZ, like I was telling Nico earlier, mm. where they keep having to up the power limit, but they don't do it organically. They just say, oh, this guy's now stronger. Well, now this guy's stronger. Now this guy's stronger. Yeah. Eventually, Ashri will get pink hair. Yeah, eventually. Like, he, he might already have <laughs> pink hair. I mean, he's black and white, so we don't know. Right. <laughs> I just assumed he was Legolossing and had, like, like platinum blonde hair or something you're like that. You're a yeah, god, probably. and you're a god, and I'm a god. <laughs> Everyone's gods now. <laughs> That's basically what Glenn's anime promising. Does that too, yeah. Anime and manga do that too often. It's kind of annoying, particularly <laughs> with fantasy manga. Yeah, this series has kind of been going downhill since they began reintroducing that aspect of it. Like, I'm still enjoying it, but I'm not enjoying mm-hmm. it as much as when it was a straight revenge story. Well, yeah, that's the thing, because when everyone was against him and thought he was the villain, even though we as character as right readers knew he was in the right even if he was going about it in ways that were not necessarily all that hot either there was a sense of okay this is compelling drama you can follow this but now everyone's basically oh no glenn's evil so yeah like 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 there was a a far less interesting story yeah like there was a there was a point where uh they were like ashrit was ashrit was had killed one of the heroes and was going and was making his way toward the other six 
I mean, actually, he killed two heroes at this point. He was making the Red Warrior the other five. And when he got there, he was immediately stopped, which had never really been happened. It was never really happened before. Like, up to that point, he was still just this fucking unbeatable whirlwind of death. Yeah, but the way he, he was stopped was not, like, impossible technique. It was he the would, world had turned against him. But no, no, it wasn't, even, it wasn't even that. Like, it was... He was he would just he was grabbed by those weird vines shit. Yeah, I, I think I vaguely remember that. Yeah, and then a lot of the early stuff I've forgotten because it's been a while since I've read this. Yeah, then everyone was like, "Oh, fucking, you just tried to kill the heroes. Fuck you, shitbag!" And then Glenn's like, "I forgive him. He's misguided. Fuck it." And then he just leaves. Yeah, and and then like, not even like, and then very soon after that, he kills Glenn. And it yeah. is this weird pacing thing where we're like, that felt like it should have come in the middle of the series. Yeah. Or, or at the, or at the very least, if you have it, if you have that happen early, then you stretch out and like have the conflict with Glenn happen later because he tried to reach Glenn, but then Glenn's fucking lackeys, his cronies stopped you. So then you go after the other heroes and making your way up to Glenn because Glenn's the one who fucking ripped out your eye and shit and did all and was the one who fucking yeah, suggested he murdered that, him. It also throughout the like that that part of the story they kept diverging into side quests basically, which didn't help with the pacing. Yeah, and hell, fucking two of the heroes kill themselves. Yep. Like uh, like the these two heroes are working with uh. Leblon, one of the heroes who had gone insane. Mm-hmm. And so as the Lashreet showed up, they realized, oh, fuck your Lashreet. One of them tries to run away. So, so one of the heroes grabs an axe and throws it into his fucking back. <laughs> okay. And then that, and then the guy who with the axe in the back, still alive, manages to kill the guy who threw the axe. And then Ashreet just fucking cuts the other guy's fucking head off. And it's just, you fucking <laughs> take out two heroes. Like, it's fucking nothing. Right, like, like, it's a like joke. That. Yeah. <laughs> and the heroes aren't necessarily slouches. Like, they have had 20 years to, like, get actual technique and also, like, develop all kinds of weird shit. Like, fucking the first hero he fought, he had developed, he had developed, like, all this kind of weird... He, like, taken people who had fairy blood in them, turned them into, like, mindless robotic slaves, and then also fused some of their body with him to make himself more powerful. Okay. And they'd also fucking built armies and stuff, and they had fucking huge fleets about them. And having having like a good chunk of the heroes taken out either by themselves or just incredibly easily in rapid succession really fucked up the pacing of this entire thing. Yeah, well I think that the writer couldn't figure out if he wanted most of the hero the heroes to be pathetic or be actual threats. You can and have them gets, be both. I think yeah, well, I mean, you can do that, but I don't. The, the, this is what I. My main problem with this is I think it's a little tone deaf. A little bit. And so, okay, like you can have a series with multiple tones. Like Full Metal Alchemist can be very funny or very sad or make you very angry. It can balance those, but it never feels like those moments feel incongruous with each other. Mm. There's a lot of moments in this that just don't feel like they fit together at all. And that affects the pacing, that affects the narrative structure, that affects character development. So oh, yeah, also, like, you're, half often, the, like, you're often left lost. Yeah, like speaking of lost and like character development stuff, half the main character party, I... There's none of that in Lost. 
Okay, you know, yeah. So like, speak well, with uh, with that stuff. Like half the main character party, I don't know what they're doing or what they are half the time. Hmm. No, I don't either. Like, like, they, like they're, they're just like, there. It's it's, just, it's specifically uh, two characters. Uh, Pee who uh, becomes like some kind of like mage. <laughs> And uh, is Pee uh, Her name. She is a she is a tiny child. Uh, and the joke is okay. that people keep dressing her like a stripper. Okay. Yeah. She keeps she keeps That's... getting clothes on. Keep getting clothes on, and then uh, and then all of a sudden somebody rips those clothes away from her and ties a fucking bit bit of ribbon around her nipples. Okay. Then has her dance for a like bar. I said, like I said, tone deaf. And again, it's played for laughs. Like. Like she's in the background, like super SD, like like one of those sad days. Like, oh man, I just got clothes. <laughs> but no, like she she uh, begins the series as a essentially baggage. Yeah. She she's kind of being dragged around by everybody, and then one day, one person gives her a fucking talisman, and she summons this fucking metal ass fire salamander. And then we don't see her for like 30 chapters. And then all of a sudden she is riding around on one fucking five times the size and is summoning lightning out of her ass. Like she's fucking Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, well, that's what I'm getting at because <laughs> since the writer can't figure out what kind of story he wants to tell, he has these threads that he's not sure what to do with. And he just bounces back and forth between utilizing them or playing them for laughs. And really, I think that character bothered me the most because all those jokes about, Hey, we're dressing this little girl like a stripper when we've actually played with scenes of legitimately unnerving sexual violence. That's not creepy and not like intentionally creepy, like unintentionally creepy, which is always worse. Because it think me it means that the writer is aware of some situations, but apparently didn't think this would be weird. Yeah, and then there is right. a Garing Pan. I can't remember his full name, but he is this grog strong jaw looking motherfucker who is manipulated by his brother, and then almost dies, but gets a clump of octopus arms made out of the bodies of dead young girls latched onto him. And then he begins developing personality traits of a stereotypical woman. Like, he, like at one point, he's in like the bath bathing, and some guys come in, and then he fucking just like rips a towel up to cover his giant man tits. He, he does the kia model. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll like he'll like all he'll like attack people because they were trying to get a look at the maiden's panties, even though they were just like trying to get trying to like see what weapons he has on him. He, he, <laughs> like this super butch guy with an ash goes, "I don't like you, Baka." Yeah, pretty much. He is just. <laughs> He is the weirdest out of all of this. <laughs> well, from the sounds of it, I, 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 again, I have not read it in a while just because a, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about put me off reading any more of it. But um, from the sounds of it, this guy is just a fountain of ideas but can't pick one. Right. Pretty much, yeah. Like, we are, we are now in the big old war against evil arc. And it is... Even with all that, I'm still kind of enjoying it. Like I like I like a chunk of the characters. I like the art a lot. I the like I really like good. the world. The backstory is fucking awesome. Yeah, and, I really like the art. And all and all that is kind of just keeping me going at this point, basically. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I built up a lot of momentum in those first like hundred chapters or so, and now the momentum is dying off, but it's still carrying me for a while. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, momentum carried you through the stupidity and attack on Titan, so clearly momentum can carry you. Yeah, I am. 
you get me going, I'm almost a perpetual motion generator. <laughs> anyway, that was right. We're watching, reading. Then on Actually, to the one last thing. Just to sorry, to just I didn't t- talk about this much, and Nico might find this entertaining. Here's a good series that doesn't want you to know it's good. Saga of Tanya the Evil. Yeah, motherfucker, that shit's great. Okay, so let me sell you on the premise, Nico, and then explain why this series doesn't want to do that. Okay. Um, So this guy's a douchebag. Okay. (laughs) Well, he's a douchebag in the sense that he works as a middle management guy, uh, guy at a big Japanese corporation. Hmm. And he brutally he and he fires this guy for a list of legitimate reasons. But he's he's such a uh, he's so unempathetic that he's kind of an asshole about it. Even though he's totally within his right to do what he's doing. Right. Um. So and when he leaves work that day, he's like, "Well, everything's going my way. I'm gonna be working my way up the corporate ladder until the guy he fired earlier pushes him in front of a train." Oh fuck. <laughs> And as he's dying, um, he meets God. Okay. And God, well, it, it's not clear if it's God as we know it, but some kind of super powerful being that the series refers to as being X. And this, you know, people don't believe in God anymore. They don't have faith. They're not spiritual beings. They just believe in their morality. And this guy's explaining, yeah, I don't think God can exist. And here is my basic logical and theoretical reasons as to why you can't be God. And he then explains why he won't believe in God and why modern society and technology has basically meant he can't and shouldn't believe in God. So Mm -hmm. God says... You know, I was going to reincarnate you in a normal body, but just to fuck with you, I'm going to have you born as a little blonde girl during World War One. <laughs> oh, God. But not actual World War One. Yeah, it'll, a, a version of World War One that includes wizards. What? Yeah, he is. he's in this whole other country, and it's really fucking hilarious, because at the end of every episode... It says like this is a work of fiction. All 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 like comparison between people, places, and events are completely coincidental. And I was like, yeah, no shit. I, I forgot the part of World War One where uh, British mages <laughs> rode around on hovering yeah. horses and fired magic exploding bullets. <laughs> yeah, you had to really be reminded of that at the end of the episode. <laughs> like, thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really and. And so, I, what's stopping it from being good, though? Uh, that first and it's good, but here's the thing: the series is like so. That premise interests you, right? Sure. Yeah. No, that sounds good. You don't get any of that until the second episode. Oh, okay. the first the episode first... It, it just drops you into oh, this little girl is a wizard warrior in World War One, and you have no idea who, what's going on or why you should care. Right. Context be damned. So oh, wow, what a yeah, cool like, open. At one so point, just like no explanation. Yeah, just, at one point uh, she sad. says something kind of weird, like about Japanese salarymen, and then everyone's like, What? And she's like, ah, fuck it, never mind. Let's go. And then she goes, like, she ends she like two insubordinate uh like people who work under her, uh, she sends them off to their own deaths and is just like fucking cackling about it. And then the next episode it is in modern day Tokyo. <laughs> 
Why did they do it that way, though? Because like, what, did fuck they just, us. I don't know. They, did they air the decision. episodes in the wrong order? Or no, was that no, they like didn't. a conscious? Did oh, interesting. Huh. Because I've heard of that happening before. Uh, but, like, yeah, that's so, so weird. Like, that is intentional of the way it was meant to be viewed. Huh. And does it, like, I guess after the second episode explains, does it get caught back up to the point where the well, first see, episode... That's the thing. Like, the first episode, as far as I can tell from continuity, takes place somewhere between episodes three and four. Oh. So there's that's a fair strange. bit of continuity established before the events that were shown in the first episode. So you're just watching the first episode right. like, what the fuck is going right. on? Yeah, huh. and then second, third, and fourth, and the second episode, give you the context... And then every episode after that is just like keeping building the world. So it, does it keep a good momentum though? After it gets four oh, it episodes, does. oh absolutely, yeah, yeah. it is a really good okay. show. It's just that first okay. episode is despite a despite the fact that the that's and despite that's the strange. fact that you're following a character named Tanya the Evil, who right. is evil right. to the point where um, and when I, I I didn't tell you this, Dead Man, but this made Jimmy, who's kind of a fucked up person anyway, say you are evil. The scene where um. She announces the attack on <laughs> the capital of an enemy group, and but does it as a little child over the intercom, oh, so everyone thinks it's a joke. I fucking love that scene. I fucking love it. And despite the fact that she constantly does shit that evil, both to her own men, like there's a, like when she's training a like. Her own behavior often backfires on her because she doesn't want to do this frontline uh, mage attack order thing that people are forcing her to do. But it backfires when um, she creates a group of magicians who are skilled enough to survive ridiculous her ridiculous training but are so terrified of her they don't want to quit. Yeah, so like, her attempts to scare them into quitting backfired, and now they are too scared to quit. And now she's stuck leading them on the battlefield, even though her whole plan is, I want a cushy desk job away from the front lines. <laughs> yeah, her, her whole yeah, thing just, is just that... For, just for reference, she's a mage, she is a major in the army at this point, and she's 12. Yep. That's funny. Yeah, and this whole thing is basically so to win a like yeah, because Full Metal Alchemist, same thing. That guy was like a kid too, right? When he was yeah, walking but, around. But yeah. It's a little bit more extreme in this case because the okay. whole point of this story is God is saying, well, this being being X who appears to be godlike is telling this main character, you are going to believe in God. And mm. Tanya is constantly like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, like. And this is this a story that's still ongoing? Yeah, or? yeah it's yep. currently going. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. If you have if you have something called Crunchyroll, you can watch it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got and, it. and God's a real dick about it too, because there's a point where uh, Tanya is like testing out this experimental new technology that would like increase Mage's battle power on the on like the field, on the battlefield. Mm. And so, and so being X is like, hey, fucker, we're gonna do this shit. You're gonna do you're gonna do that. Yeah. And then Tanya's like, fuck you. And so that he so when <laughs> being X visits the guy who made it and actually like blesses his tech so that it will work. But it will only mm-hmm. work if you pray to God. Yeah, so here, here's an idea of what oh, we're dealing with. She has this core that's basically like four arc reactors interacting with each other. Yeah. And the only way it can ever stabilize so that it does not blow up in her face when she uses it is if she if she says these words, I pray to God for 
this specific creature. So she says it with the most bored, annoyed voice right. possible. Yeah, because she's forced to say those things uh, for yeah. it to work. Okay. Yeah, the first time no, she says a, it, she does it in right. a fucking trance. Yeah. He's like, oh, what the fuck did I say? <laughs> God damn it. What they, yeah, the episode says, God damn it, God, you tricked me into praying. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds all right. I might have to check that out. It is it's really cool. Roll, you said? Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just skip the first episode, honestly. Yeah, I'll be okay for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You will miss I don't nothing. Think you need it? Do you? No, not really. Okay. Like, like that's supposed to be the like. The, I think the people who made this think that's the hook. They think, oh, we're watching right. a nine. We're watching a fucking nine-year-old murder everybody in World War One with magic. That's not the hook. The hook is the fact that that nine-year-old girl is a fucking thirty-year-old Japanese man in a bet with God. Right. Yeah, that that is way more interesting than yeah, the girl just destroying people. Huh. All right. Yeah. So, let's start watching then. On to news. So first up, Netflix has announced that in spring 2018, they'll be releasing a new adaptation of Go Nagai's Devil Man. Uh. But this kind of thing that made me interested in it. Uh, it is being directed by uh, Masaaki Yuasa, the director of Ping Pong the Animation. Huh. That's a weird combination. Yeah, it's being directed at uh, his Science Saru studio with uh, Ichiro Oku- um, Okuchi uh, writing the script. Uh, Ichiro Okuchi, uh, he worked on Code Geass, Lelouch of the Rebellion, and Valve Raved Liberator. I think he wants to forget that last one. Yeah. And uh, so he's writing the script. Um, <coughs> en Young Choi is serving as animation producer with Anaplex and Dynamic Planning producing the project. So yeah, this is coming for the fucking... This is coming in uh, next year. But... Yeah, just... Devilman by way of Ping Pong the Animation. Yeah, because Ping Pong the animation is weirdly drawn, but is compellingly written about interesting characters. Devilman looks good, but is about some of the most awful people on the planet. Yeah, and, well, I should say, uh, the thing that is that it's based on, so it could be, you know, reworking the characters and just taking the premise of well, this person to, turns into a devil. Take, like, everything out of it to make it not be a... Because, like, okay, so... Nico, most superhero origins do not involve going to a fuck party that causes <laughs> enough um, sin and filth to happen that it summons demons and then you fuse with the demon. Uh, the boys was almost like that, except for the demon part. But <laughs> yes, <laughs> no, I, 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 no, I agree. That is pretty. That's uh, <laughs> pretty out there. <laughs> yeah, so uh, they released a trailer for this. Uh, the series will be called Devilman Crybaby. Okay. <laughs> what a wonderful title. Yeah, and on launch in early spring of 2018, it'll be available in 190 countries or territories with nine spoken <laughs> languages and 25 subtitle languages. So yeah, this... Do you I, like that Nef- Ne- Netflix is going into more ad- like adapting and bringing uh, animes over to them, like they or like at least content like that. Do, uh, like yeah, a, it seems like they are. They have been like like One Punch Man's on there now. They had they 
produced, right. I think, the Seven Deadly Sins anime. Hmm. Uh, they got uh, that Seven Deadly Sins, something that's completely overrated. Yep, kind of. I'm I'm reading it, and it's like fine. Nothing yeah. special. But yeah, like they're doing this. They have all that shit. They have um, Knights of Sidonia. They got that mm-hmm. fucking Death Note movie that everybody's mad about because they're white people. Right. It's always really weird when I hear stuff like that because I, I want to like, I don't really care what the race is of the people in the thing as long as it like, as long as like the story for it makes sense. Like, like if Light was a black guy, I would not care. If Edward Norton from American History X was a black guy, that would be a problem. Right. Yeah. No. If it's it's always dependent, and like some people overplay what is important about of the nature of a character and in some cases it's because of shit like is their race or gender or sexuality in integral to the character in their story if not then you can change it without like for example uh one of the few things i liked in the ben affleck daredevil movie was michael clark duncan as the kingpin he was great yeah but i mean the kingpin's not supposed to be white but no one gave a shit in that case yeah, because right. Michael Clark Duncan is just so fucking good. Yeah. Like, he, he captured what made that character work. Right. Better than anybody else in that fucking movie did. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Oh, come on. Colin Farrell was a great bullseye. <laughs> no, he was he was great. I don't know if he was a great bullseye, but he was great. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of Colin Farrell, so... <laughs> he was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he no, was. I mean not 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 even just in that movie. I'm just like not a huge Colin Farrell fan. Not to say that he hasn't done anything good. It's it's just yeah. Anyway. Yeah, people are also freaking out about like like uh, Ghost in the Shell. That has been people that has had people freaking out since yeah. it was fucking announced. Even yeah, though the Doctor Strange thing was a big deal because well, the like, ancient like, one. Like the, like the um, keeping this to anime, like Ghost With in the, the Shell, whitewashing of the main character. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah it's actually really shell. weird because like. Most of the fans in Japan, the company in Japan that owns the rights to that property, as well as the guy who directed the first two Ghost in the Shell movies, all said they don't fucking care and think Scarlett Johansson is actually a pretty good casting choice. Yeah, again, that's not my problem with it from the trailers. My problem with it... The problem is that it looks kind of shitty. Yeah, the problem is anything they drew from the good stuff of Ghost in the Shell is just aesthetic, not a story or theme or character. My problem yeah. is that it looks like she's wearing some sort of bodysuit. She should have been. Well, nude. that's from the that's from the anime. <laughs> no, I know, <laughs> but she's clearly nude in a lot of those scenes. Well, no, that's, too. <laughs> the, that's the thing. If the anime is like that suit, it basically looks like she's just nude in the anime, right? Right. But you can't really translate that literally to screen, so I don't know why they even bothered trying. Right. Except that it's an iconic looks- scene from the first movie. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's pretty much it. Just. Just like, hey, we hit, we got the beats. Yeah. Remember that time the major beat the shit out of that guy in a puddle outside the slums? We got that. Remember building a robot body? We got that. Remember Bado's fucked up eyes? We got that. Been so long since I've seen Ghost in the Shell. I actually, I actually bought it not too long ago, just because I wanted to see it again. I have to watch it before. I might pick up the the second movie at some point soon. I have a soft spot for it even if it doesn't make much sense mm. yeah and i feel like these people like fucking bitching about whitewashing 
are the same people who fucking love Mary Elizabeth McGlynn as the major. Yeah. No, that's true. But they're also the same people that um, complain about uh, a female version of John Wick not making any sense. John Wick 2, so good. It was. (laughs) Atomic Blonde looks interesting. I actually think John Wick 2 may have been better than John Wick 1. I wouldn't go that far. I don't know. I really enjoyed the second one a lot. Anyway, back on topic. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) So, kind of suck Corey not here for this, but uh, it has been announced that March comes in like a lion. We'll be getting a second TV series, uh, getting a second anime season this October. Ah, the thing that's probably good, but more than a little awkward. Yeah. So this is a this is a this is a series that is ostensibly about shogi, but is more about character stuff. Uh, I watched the first episode of this, and it was inconsistent. Like, tone-wise. Yeah, that'll be coming out uh, this October on the NK on the NHK General Channel. While the first series will be getting a rerun on NHK's E-Telly Channel on Fridays starting on April 7th. Moving on, uh, it has been ana- it was uh, revealed in a flyer uh, from this year's Anime Japan 2017 event that the uh, anime adaptation of Tetsuro Kasuhara's Adam the Beginning will be having a will be a twelve episode series. The series will be will, series will be will begin premiering will begin airing April fifteenth at eleven p.m. on NHK with the first episode streaming on Amazon Prime Video in Japan at one thirty a.m. on Sunday. For those who don't know, Adam the Beginning is essentially a prequel manga to Astro Boy. Hmm. Yeah, it is about uh, the kind of two main doctor scientists in Astro Boy, um, Omatoro Tenma and Ochanamizu. The two of them, in their university days, kind of building the first robot to that will lead into well, what yeah, Astro Boy because, is. Uh, Astro Boy, the the Japanese title is Tetsuwan Adam. Yep. Okay, cool. So, uh, chief director of the series will be Katsuyuki Motohiro, who did the live-action Ajin films, as well as Psychopaths. Mm. With a uh, regular old direction being taken over by um, Tetsuo Sada, who worked on Bodacious Space Pirates and Martian successor Nadesiko. Uh, he'll be doing that um, in cooperation with Tezuka Productions, with Osamu Tezuka's son um, Makoto Tezuka, uh, in charge of project of um, project planning, cooperation, and supervision. Yeah, that might be cool. Sounds interesting. Yeah, and then the series will also be um, animated in a collaborative effort by Signal MD, OLM, and Production IG. Well, that means it'll look good, at least. Yeah, at least. I've been kind of liking Adam, like what I've, what I've been reading of the manga. Adam, the beginning? Yeah, it has been 
interesting. It hasn't been great, but it's been interesting. Like, I haven't really gotten into any of the headier stuff I now kind of associate with Astro Boy thanks to Naoki Urasawa. And yeah. kind of everything else that isn't the original Astro Boy. Well, because the original Astro Boy is a product of the 1960s, the same era as like the original Spider-Man comics and stuff like that. Other creators have done dark stuff with that same universe since, and we kind of want update. We like we can love something, but still want new stories and different kinds of stories told about it. Yeah. But they they're they're starting to get into that. Like um A one oh six, the robot that is kind of the main focus of the series, he has started to gain sentience. So I'm kinda of interested to see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that might be neat. Other thing that might be neat that is really fucked up kinda. Uh another flyer uh for Anime Japan twenty seventeen. Revealed that there'll be a 12-episode anime adaptation of the manga A Centaur's Life by Kei Moriyama. I just learned today that that was a thing. I don't know what it is. Nor do I, but based on the art, it's something kind of gross. I mean, probably. Are, are, are we in Monster Musume territory? It, it looks like a more wholesome Monster Musume. Okay, but like what I liked about Monster Musume was that it was batshit insane. So this, so according to Wikipedia, the series takes place in a world where various mythological creatures such as centaurs, angels, and mermaids live together. Yeah, live normal lives together. The story focuses around a centaur girl named Hime, Himeno Kimihara as she goes about her daily life with her friends and family. Okay, take back what I said about it being gross. This just sounds boring. Yeah. So, for reference, Nico, um, Monster Musume is a harem anime series about a guy who just ends up with nothing but half monster, half human people. Yeah, snake lady, okay. a spider lady, an amoeba lady, a centaur, a centaur, a bird lady, bird lady, a a Dullahan. Okay. Yeah. All kinds of weird shit. And they all want his dick. That is strange. Okay. So it's just like bestiality all over the place. Like It's only <laughs> it's half bestiality because they still have tits and a face like a person. <laughs> I know. It's still fucking weird, though. <laughs> yes, it is. Hey, actually, on the, on, by the standards of Japanese sex stuff to make into a comedy type thing, that's not even on the spectrum for me. <laughs> because fair it's got none of the it's got none of the twin uh, the wincest shit or the twincest shit both of which happen yep. unfortunately too often a lot they happen a lot Have anyway you heard that that phrase nico incest is wincest yeah i've heard it yeah <laughs> anime everybody So anyway, uh, Fumitoshi Oizaka, Ozaki, who worked on um, Alcana Rhythm of the F- Four Rhythm Across the Blue, and Etotama is serving as the anime's general director, with Naoyuki Kono, who worked on fucking something. 
to Gaino no Chi Bloody Curs. They'll be directing the manga at um, the Iman Animation Company. This will be happening. I. Why? Is this popular? I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. I didn't know it was a thing until today. Yeah, like... I feel like... There is a point, kind of, where... You and I... And you and I know a fair amount about manga. I'm not going to pretend that we are experts in any capacity, but we know not in we know a not insignificant amount about manga. Seeing shit like this getting an anime, I don't understand it. It feels to me like um, kind of like. how like the 20th century Fox Marvel stuff is scraping the bottom of the barrel for what X-Men characters they could potentially make a movie with about without just giving back the property to Marvel. I feel like maybe in terms of everything that gets an anime adaptation, a lot of it's become so homogenized that shit that really 10, 15 years ago wouldn't have even been picked up for a OVA, let alone a full TV adaptation is getting through now just because as I think someone put it, we have the ability to crank it out and make it decent quality better than ever before, but the stories tied to it are not as good as they used to be. Or not as varied as they used to be. Rebecca Silverman so over at Anime News Network gave Volume 1 of A Centaur's Life an overall grade of B-. minus. Yeah. Well, I don't necessarily truck with all that stuff. People still give Psychopaths an A+. Yeah, but that, there's like a level? That's a... I, I don't know. This just seems weird. Yeah. Well, uh, Deadman, I don't know if you were going to mention this, but I just wanted to say it since I can now say Ding Dong, the witch is dead. Naruto is finally over. Hi! <laughs> now get ready for seven years of Boruto. Yeah, the 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 five hundred episode sequel series to the original two hundred sixty episode original Naruto series concluded last week. That's the anime, filler. The anime, of course, was adapted from the manga, which had ended months ago. Yep. <sighs> so I just wanted to say, Ding Dong, the witch is dead. Long live the witch with. The son, who's the exact same, but more boring. And also, like, a cheater? Because I read some of that, and it is like, hey, I'm going to develop, I'm going to be the best ninja ever by using this weird fucking wrist-mounted wrist scroll launcher to do spells and shit. Because I'm not a good it's, ninja. It's an attempt to be hip. Yeah, because we all know everybody's super into wrist-mounted scroll launchers nowadays. Hey... The writer of Naruto looked at Yu-Gi-Oh and said, I can work with this. <laughs> it was good. At some point, somebody's going to fucking challenge him to a duel to the Shadow Realm. I'm not convinced that hasn't already happened in Naruto. I mean, probably. Orochimaru seems like he'd be down with that. 
anyway, that's going to be for this episode. Thank y'all for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us, this Nico. Was it was fun to have you on. Yeah, sorry guys, regular listeners. I, I'm sure I didn't bring uh, <laughs> the regular uh, knowledge to the table, but uh, you know, uh, but uh, given these yeah, subjects matters. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, you know, nice maybe people who aren't so completely jaded about everything weird about anime that they could still somewhat normally react to some of the shit that Devin and I are just like, oh. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> Pretty much just how like we all are over in the comics podcast at this point. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, thanks for the suggestions, and uh, maybe we'll do it again sometime in the future. Maybe I'll uh, I'll, I'll read uh, some of this other shit that you guys have been suggesting. Yeah, maybe. maybe. So yeah, it was fun. We'll be back in two weeks time with an episode of the Storeprods.com anime manga podcast. In between now, and then we're gonna be having our regular run news, baby reviews, podcasts. Ow, kinds of bullshit. But until then, I'm dead. I'm Birdie. I'm Nico. We will see you guys next time. <laughs>